0: And now, introducing the man who wanted to follow in his friend's footsteps, so he tried out for the WWE roster under the name Bottom Dweller. His catchphrase, "Your garbage, I'm on it, you flush it, I flaunt it. He's suplexing his way into a speaker near you. He is Glenn. Clark. Good morning, it is Glenn Clark
1: Radio, a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. I'm Glenn Clark, he's Paul Valley. I cannot say enough about what a night we had last night at uh, Mother's in Timonium. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who came out for the Tyus Bowser Show. Thank you to uh, Tyus and to Chuck Clark, his special guest last night. Uh, my partner, the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard. Press Box, Great Eights Memorabilia. Uh, window depot baltimore window depot baltimore.com duffy's garage in baldwin duffy's garage my bookie and most importantly I, I mean this to all of you because when i originally chris ruling from great eights memorabilia and i uh, sat down during the pandemic um, and i'd known chris a little bit but not well but we just wanted to get together and, and chat at one point and what we had in common was we both had a drive and a passion for um, taking what we do and using it to, to do good. Um, and he knew about the coat drive that Drew and I did every year, and he had a lot of charitable, charitable things that he was trying to do, and we'd work together um, on some events uh, to try to help Mo Gabba and his family, and we just said, how can we further this? How can we take this to a step further? And Chris has been doing a lot of work with um, Harvest of Hope and raising Thanksgiving food, and it's something that Drew and I used to do every year as well. If you'll remember back in the day, before Drew and I really focused all of our efforts on the co-drive, we used to do a canned food drive as well. We never really had a singular place to, uh, to take the food. We were always kind of taking it to various different places, all the, um, the various canned goods that you guys would bring in. And so Chris had partnered up and was working with Harvest of Hope, and he said, hey, I want to take uh, one of the Tyus Bowser shows and I want to make it a, a night to raise food for Harvest of Hope. And I was like, man, I love that idea. I think that's tremendous. I'm all for it. And you guys showed out. Um, I, I was blown away. Obviously, if you were there, you know, it was a packed house at Mother's and Timonium, uh, standing room only crowd out the door. Um, and you guys came through big time with food donations so much. So Chris couldn't even take all of it with him last night. He had to go back today to pick more of it up. You guys made gift card donations. I mean, I, you guys came through big time to help out harvest a hope. I cannot thank you enough for that. What you did for the, the community last night and, and really Tyus and Chuck who didn't complain at all, took every picture, signed every autograph, um, that made a world of difference. I can't say enough about those guys. You guys know how I feel about Tyus. I think he's truly one of the best people I've ever come across uh, in this organization. And, uh, man, it was just a special night. It was a really, really, really special night. Thank you to everybody who made it possible. We're going to uh, play segment one of the Tyus Bowser show later on today, um, so you'll be able to hear that, and then we'll get it up in the archives a little bit later on. The video up at PressBox's Facebook page. Just a, a Hall of Fame night, man, a Hall of Fame night, and and you guys coming through big time uh, to do some good for the community. With that in mind, a couple of things that you need to know. Our next Tyus Bowser show is going to be next Tuesday night. We'll be at Alonzo's uh, right here in Cold Spring Lane. Um, I already know uh, who Tyus has lined up as a special guest, and I think I might leave you lingering on that for a little bit. It's a Look, you, you've seen who he's brought out this season. You know he's going to have a great guest for you next Tuesday night at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane so uh, we'll look forward to that on tuesday that's the first thing you need to know. and the second thing you need to know is that later on today because we're we're launching into coat season, and we need your coats and we need your clothes, we need your warm weather gear. We need everything you've got for the folks at helping up mission. But last year, what we found again, the pandemic forced us to change some things, and last year was the first time we ever attempted to raise money as well for helping up mission. And what we said was, hey, we appreciate those of you that make donations directly to Helping Up Mission. That's a wonderful thing. Um, That money will go to their operating budget and the things they need to do in order to exist as an organization. But what we want to do is there's certain things you can't donate. There's certain things that we were talking about this with Stan the other day that just you can't donate your underwear. You just can't do that. I mean, there might be another place on the Internet for you to do that. I mean, Paul's a good-looking guy. I don't know. Maybe somebody would purchase his underwear. I don't, no I don't know. I don't know, no man. Way. I, don't, I as, we, as you know, I do not kink shame. I want to make that very <laughs> clear. Today's not going to be the day I start. There are things... That, that's, that's what we're talking about, what we're dealing with. There are people that come in with so little that they need socks and underwear. Legitimately. undershirts, The types of stuff that you can't donate. So last year was the first time we ever decided we were going to raise money to boost all of the coats and all the clothes that you were giving us by also purchasing a lot of underwear. And it's the, I would say, the second most underwear that Drew and I have ever purchased together. We went to Target one day and we just bought a boatload of underwear, so much so that my credit card company was like, we don't think this is real, and it took me two hours on the phone to even be allowed to make the purchase of all the underwear. We're gonna do that again this year, and once again, uh, my buddy Chris at Grade Eight's Memorabilia has come through big time, and he is offering you some really wonderful things uh, if you're willing to donate 20 bucks. All right, so here's here's the deal. I'm gonna show these to Paul and see what he thinks about this. Paul, uh, you're an Orioles fan, of course. Yeah. How would you feel? Right How would you feel if on uh, if on Christmas morning you woke up? And you got an autographed canvas signed by Trey Mancini that looked like that. How would you feel about
0: that? I'd be pretty fired up. You'd be up. pretty fired up about that. that. I also
1: happen to know you're a Ravens fan, right? Yes, sir. How about uh, what if you got an autographed uh, Adafi Owe, um, that, and maybe in a frame? And th- these yeah. are like
0: big canvases and frame stuff. Yeah. So that yeah, would be awesome. What you think about that? Uh, that would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you think I know be exactly cool. where it go.
1: What about uh, this one, a Hollywood Brown? Well, you think that one would be pretty cool that's also autographed, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. All right. I was just wondering if maybe you thought those things would be cool. So here's the deal.
0: Okay, am I allowed to win these?
1: You would be. All you got to do is donate 20 bucks to what we're doing to helping up missions. So we're going we're gonna to take 100 spots. And I'll be putting the details up a little bit later today at glenclarkradio.com and on the various socials. We're going to have 100 spots available in a raffle. And three of you are going to be big winners. The rest of you are going to know that you donated $20 to help the folks at Helping Up Mission. And that's a wonderful thing. Now, like last year, remember last year we had those, uh, that uh, Cal Ripken Jr. pack of curated T.O.P.S. cards. there are only like uh, a handful of these packs that were available. And T.O.P.S. very kindly gave us one of them. Unfortunately, they didn't do another run of Cal Ripken cards this year. That was the only run they were doing. So I don't have those. But these are incredible things that uh, Grade 8's memorabilia has offered for us. So a hundred of you donate twenty bucks. We're gonna raise two thousand dollars. And that's gonna go directly to purchasing things that the folks at Helping Up Mission need. Combine that with the fact that you're also gonna have a chance to win one of these wonderful prizes. And if you're a pro wrestling fan, Chris Ruling's also gonna throw in um, he's hosting another Grade Eight stable at the next Celebfest event. And you're going to be able to meet a lot of uh, awesome professional wrestlers, like uh, Bully Ray, of course, is very popular, folks like that. So there's so many awesome things that are available. We'll have four total winners, and you'll get your pick of what you want. So, like, the first winner will get to pick what they want, and the second winner gets to pick what they want, third winner, and so on and so forth, all right? What you need to do is venmo or paypal me 20 bucks it's that simple and you're in so i'll give you the details a little bit later on today i'm not this is a a soft launch if you will for what we're going to be doing for the helping up mission and then we'll be announcing details about where you can drop off coats and drop off clothes and also we'll have a, a hangout night coming up we're working on that as well so all the things that you're used to when it comes to our coat drive all of those details will be launched, but uh, that's coming today, and and you're gonna have the opportunity to win that uh, awesome autograph canvas of Trey Mancini, um, as well as the uh, the other autographs too. That it, just incredible stuff that Great Aids Memorabilia is doing to partner up with us, and we're gonna help them with their uh, their toy drive this December as well. They've got some other great events coming up, man. Like this, I I, I love doing good. It's this time of year, like my man. Um, Ivan jumped in this morning and was talking about that. It's it's my favorite thing is uh, being a part of these types of things during the course of the holidays. So it's all we ask is that you pitch in, make a donation, and start thinking about rounding up coats, rounding up clothes, anything that you have for men, women, kids, anyone that can help the folks at the Helping Up Mission means the world to us. So we thank you in advance for all of that.
0: What is your Venmo?
1: oh you want to get in right now yeah all right i, well, wanna. I was gonna i, I was gonna stuff. i was gonna wait i was gonna wait on this but yeah by all means we'd love that and by the way yeah you can donate multiple to, uh, the, i know this question will come up you can get multiple spots there's a hundred spots available if you want to have i i believe last year gary was the winner of the Cal ripkin cards and gary improved his odds he bought 10 spots wow in okay. the raffle now he won right but like That doesn't mean that the person that buys 10 spots is going to win. It just gets you a 10% chance of winning, and it paid off for, uh, I believe it was Gary Weslow, who was the winner last year of the Cal Ripken cards, who bought 10 spots and said, again, he's like, I'm happy to donate 200 bucks to the Helping Up Mission. Awesome. At Glenn-Clark on Venmo. At Glenn-Clark on Venmo is the way to get in, and I'll get you my PayPal here too in a second. The reason some of you might say, why are we donating to your personal instead of donating to Helping Up Mission? I tried to explain that earlier. It's because we're going to take the money and we're going to go purchase clothes for the guys. If you donate directly to Helping Up Mission, that's wonderful, but it goes to their operating budget. They can't, it's just the nature of how donations work. They have to use it that way. We still love it. We still encourage you to do that. We're not trying to dissuade that, but for this particular drive, we want to go out and actually purchase coats clothes, things along those lines uh, sorry, purchase underwear, shirts socks, things that can't be donated for the folks at Helping Up Missions so we're asking you to do that and we will have more of the details coming throughout the course of the day, so yeah, Glenn-Clark on Venmo and I'll tell you my PayPal in one second at Glenn Clark 180 on PayPal, those are the ways for you to donate to uh, to that and to get your spot in our raffle and I'll get you more details on that as the day goes on, Whew. All right, Jeff, all right.
0: Jeff Fryman wants to know where is Kyle?
1: Jeff, it's been a few weeks, man. <laughs> I appreciate you coming back and watching the show. Love Kyle. Kyle departed. Uh, it's a very tragic accident. Uh, he has departed this earth, but we miss him a great deal. No, uh, Kyle took a big boy, big, uh, big boy job somewhere else that uh, wasn't going to allow him the opportunity to continue doing the show. And uh, we had uh, uh, it was certainly understandable. We love Kyle. Kyle still checks in. In fact, uh, Kyle was. Ombudsmaning me on Friday. He was watching the show on Friday, and like when I said I didn't know who Jonathan Majors was, he was all over me. Like he was all over. Me. You don't know Jonathan Majors. He's one of the greatest working actors today. I'm like, all right, buddy, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I I admit it's on me. It's not on him. He's quite famous and doing quite well for himself. He also said that Saturday Night Live. I just I'm old. I am I'm, I'm 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 washed. I don't know these things any longer. I still so don't I admitted know. Admitted it he was is. on me, but I also offered. I extended an offer to Kyle that uh, if he wanted to do a segment every week, uh, he could. Do, we would find time to make that happen. He's trying to see if that's something that he could arrange uh, with his show. I love Kyle. It's, there's no animosity whatsoever. Love Kyle. Grateful for uh, seven years of him being a partner, but no, he hasn't been with us for a while now. How I many? It's been a month, right? Like yeah, just it's about, been, it's a been month about. a tomorrow, month tomorrow. You know, yeah. Right? All right. Um. Uh, somebody was mad at me that I didn't talk about Derek Wolf yesterday. I'm not really sure what there is to talk about. He's not going to be a part of the team moving forward, and he hasn't been a part of the team now, so it's it doesn't really change anything. It's a bummer. It's somebody they were hoping to get back, and especially with Brandon Williams banged up and all the various injuries, it would have been nice if the Ravens would have gotten Derek Wolf back this season, but not going to be the case, so I don't really know what there is to say. The Le'Veon Bell thing, I it never moved me in any way. I, you know, I, I didn't. I definitely was in the camp that when they signed him, I didn't think it could hurt. Mm-hmm. And looking at his production, he wasn't he wasn't as awful as I thought he was in Kansas City. Like he averaged four yards per carry and it was in a very small sample size, but like maybe there was something that you could get from him. And in moments there was something that you could get from Le'Veon Bell, but that's about all it was. So it can't you can't have me be heartbroken by the fact that Le'Veon Bell's gone. Now there's a bigger there's a lot of 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 elements involved with this. A lot of people immediately read into that as, well, now they're willing to give Tyson Williams a chance, and so that's the reason why they're letting Le'Veon Bell go. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know that. I think the more plausible scenario is Latavius Murray is probably going to be back, and Latavius Murray was their quote-unquote lead back before uh, he got hurt, so the bulk of snaps that he and Devontae Freeman are going to get, there's not going to be a ton that are going to be available. Beyond that, I think is a reasonable way to read into it. Maybe they want to give Nate McCrary a shot. I don't know that, but maybe. The word was they wanted to sign Le'Veon Bag- ba- Bell back to the practice squad. That basically means at this point you can play him for another couple of weeks and buy yourself some more time if he's willing to do that. And we don't know if he's willing to do that or not. We don't know if there are any other offers for on Bell. Um, I... I there is also a legitimate roster crunch that's going on right now. And I think it's something that people don't realize. Like they, The Ravens have been under 53 players for the majority of the season. And now with guys coming back off of IR, like Nick Boyle, they're actually going to be at that 53-man number. And so making a decision might have nothing to do with what it is that you're doing in your backfield. It might just be nothing more than we have to find a spot and somebody who's not really involved in special teams has to be the guy to go. So we'll see how it plays out. I can't get worked up about it because, again, it's Le'Veon Bell. He's been a guy. That's it. Nothing more than that here. And I know it's sort of like when Des Bryant was here because he's famous, because you've heard of him before, because he's been successful in other places. You guys get more worked up about people like that, but Le'Veon Bell in Baltimore has been nothing other than another guy on the roster. That's it. And so if they needed a roster spot, it makes all the sense in the world that they would cut a guy who was nothing more than just another guy on the roster. That's the nature of the beast. And if they can get him back on the practice squad, bully, right? They still don't really have any running backs. So, sure, bully. If you can sign him back to the practice squad, go ahead and do that. But you can't get me to get worked up about Le'Veon Bell. There's just no world in which I can have any sort of opinion about it whatsoever. He joins us every Wednesday, and he is going to be my co-host for Project Game Day this Sunday. Project Game Day, brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football, returns this Sunday, and I am signing up to hang out with him for some time after the game on Sunday between Baltimore and Chicago. Facebook.com/slash/pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com/slash/radio. He's our friend Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. What's going on, pal? How are you?
2: Well,
1: one of us is making a mistake Sunday. Oh, both of us, I think, are making a mistake on Sunday. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what are we doing? Also, I need you to promise me something. On the post-game right. show, you're not only allowed to talk about how good you thought Jim Nance looked on the broadcast. Well,
2: I can talk about a little
3: bit
1: of that. I mean, a little bit, but other things. Are you on, are you on uh, a Bluetooth? Are you on? Are you talking through the car okay. today?
3: No, I can
1: figure it out. Hold on a second. Yeah, I mean... Like we, I'll,
2: I'll violate. Yeah, I'll I'm, violate the people I can
1: violate. I, no, I, I heard you got a dentist trip today, which uh, it's about time. I do. I, it's Is that time. better? Yeah, that's definitely better. No question about okay. it. That's
2: definitely better. Yeah, so, I can... I mean, if we're going to violate... Let's violate away here. Yeah, right. Handheld, uh, handheld devices uh, be damned. Well, So, it's, it's, yeah. I got, go a, I, got a,
1: I legitimately got a ticket once while I was doing a hit with you driving out to training camp years ago, so... You did know, you really? That's I did, funny. 100%. In fact... I, I, I played it cool, and it was a mistake. I should have acknowledged what was happening because it would have been better radio. But right. I, I think I just said something like, all right, Drew, I got to go, and then hung up as he was walking up to my car to give me a ticket. Uh, out yeah, I don't night. know
2: if they even do that anymore, but they might. We'll find out, I guess, yeah, in the next 15 minutes. No doubt.
1: All right, Um. so what did you think about last night and what happened between the U.S. and Jamaica? I, I'm, you know, it would have been nice for them to win uh, I, I saw you say, and a lot of people are like, hey, I think they're in pretty good shape. I can't help but notice it's, they're only a point up on the fourth team right now. Yeah, I
2: mean, I, I think, you know, I was just going to say that. If, if, for some, if something weird happens, well, let's say this. The schedule really favors them now. So if something weird were to happen and they don't qualify automatically somehow, then it will likely be because they lost at home to either Honduras or El Salvador or Panama in some combination of those. That would have mean they probably lost two of those. I, I, can't, I can't foresee that happening, but I will say that if for some weird reason they don't get in, this game last night and the 1-1 tie at El Salvador, who I think still only has seven points Honduras only has 3 like and they and they beat Honduras but these games that you that you play I mean there were the atmosphere was terrible last night obviously there were 400 people in the building the 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 game was the soccer wasn't very good the last 60 minutes and I think they looked pretty much at the end like they were just hey we'll get a point here we'll get four points out of this cycle we're in good shape and as long as they do what they're supposed to do in these home games they're in, right? I mean, they have they have three home games left. They play Panama, El Salvador, and, and Honduras. If they win those three and get nine points, they got 24 points, they're going to be in. Okay. I don't see any way that 24 points wouldn't snag one of the first three spots for them. Right. But they still got to go do it. And as we saw when Reina and Pulisic got hurt in September, they could get two injuries in January, and, and then they're in trouble. <laughs> so I... I think last night was almost expected. I I, I don't know why he didn't start Polisic. I can't figure that out for the life of me. I know fitness was
1: supposedly an issue. Yeah, he looked like, pretty. He looked pretty good the game before that. He looked, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah
2: I, right. I just can't figure out if if and look, he's the coach. He sees him in practice. I I don't. I get all. I get the whole. Hey, he's the coach. Dynamic, and he he knows more than we do. I get it. But if if he couldn't give you 45 minutes, something's weird. And if he could give you 45, why wouldn't you put him out in the first 45 where everyone is fresh, and if you could pinch a goal or two early and get ahead, you can sit him out in the second half and and throw Areola in there and let him run around. Like, I just don't understand not playing Pulisic. That's it, the free it, kicks thing. Which I wrote about today, the yeah. where they were dreadful on the free kicks. I kind of understand that because McKinney takes most of them. He wasn't playing, but this issue with Pulisic not playing is really puzzling to me.
1: Is it and possible? It's not like is it? They it, had
2: it, another game.
1: Is it possible? <laughs> it's something that like was that, like, Chelsea stated, like this is the way it's going to work. Well,
2: like, I, I wrote that today as well. I said, is there any world where the federation? When he was getting brought back over, the guys at Chelsea said, "If you bring this back to a, this guy back to us injured again, we're we're not going to be happy with that." And is, is there some way that that happened? Well, it's soccer, so lots of weird things and crooked things happen. But I just don't understand not playing him. I, and this is kind of—it's not the same thing that he did in the Panama game. You know, after they beat Jamaica the first time. And then he went down there to Panama, and he played this, this just this awful lineup, and they got beat. This was, a, this, this was different in that he played everybody that he had played in Mexico, against Mexico, except for the two kids who got suspended. So it's not like he made wholesale changes. But why wouldn't you play your best player? I just don't get it.
1: I mean, I get it. It's a it's a really fair question. It's a, I don't get it's it. It's a really do you, I, I, does it matter if we get like if we get to the spring and he's out there starting matches? Like, does any of it matter at this point? Like, or does it only matter if this continues to be a thing moving forward?
2: No, I mean, it doesn't. In the end, it's not going to matter as long as they qualify. Right. But you know, these. Remember, I hate to bring this up. Right, but the last time they didn't get in, yep. all they had to do was go to Trinidad and get a point, and yep. they couldn't do it. Yep. And I don't know how closely you've looked at the schedule, but their last match will be against Costa Rica at Costa Rica mm. at the end of March, mm. where they've not fared very well. Mm. And Costa Rica will be out of it by then, most likely. I, I don't. I, and I think they I think they're fine. I think the cycle coming up where they play the, the important games at home, two of the three at home. And they so they go El Salvador, Canada. Is it El Salvador, Canada, Panama. Yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah. Uh, or no, El Salvador, Canada, uh, Honduras. Sorry. Um, I, I think that that's the one that sets up well for them. Canada, obviously, um, Canada's tough,
1: man. Yeah, they, they are. They're for real. What is, who is that kid? Where the? He's dude, got a... that
2: kid is that kid is some kind of player, man. And they are. You could see last night. You know they're starting to feel their oats a little bit, and um, I, you know, I Mexico looks like maybe what we thought they would eventually be, which is they are looking a little, a little weathered and a little old, and not getting a point on this quick two-game trip was a little surprising for them, I guess. But they did play two of the better three, you know, two of the best three teams. Um, but Canada's that that game up there is going to be important. You know, they they tied us here one-one. It would be really nice to get seven points out of that next group. You know, the two home wins and a draw. That would be awesome. Um, and then you still got to go to Mexico. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Um, well, you know, no problem, right? <laughs> There's never right. been any issues with that over the years. Right. you still got to go to Mexico. If you so. missed it last night, uh, Canada and Mexico played a qualifier in the snow in Edmonton. So, like, it was, the, it was picturesque. And Kyle Lahren scored both goals for Canada. He now has 11 goals in qualifying. Now, they played in the first round of qualifying, so they have more matches than everybody else does, but 11 goals in this round of qualifying. He plays uh, professionally in Turkey. Uh, it's a hell of a story, man, what's happening with Canada right now. In World Cup I mean, qualifying. that that
2: that game last night was I – the mean, the Mexican, Mexican team had more cheap shots than shots on goal. Oh. The game was unbelievably physical, and there were two plays in the game that absolutely should have been red cards – and and then, then late in the game when Canada was up um two nothing, they had a kind of a semi breakaway to make it three nothing. The Mexican dude grabbed the guy by the neck, no call, and predictably Mexico went right down the field and scored to make it two one right. and it was pretty intense for the last five minutes.
1: Um I mean it was it was wild. I mean it was absolutely wild watching that last night. It was a great night. Yeah. A great so night.
2: all in all, I mean they, they, they got four points out of this cycle, maybe they got the four in a weird kind of way, maybe we thought they'd go draw, draw right. wins instead of win-draw. Right. Um, you know, they just, they're in, they're in good position. They still, they just got a win at home, which is, you know, they've been good at home. They only, only blemished so far out of the eight games or the four home games. The only blemish is the draw with Canada. They, they, they've played all the tougher teams, although Panama has been pretty good. Um, so long as they're healthy, you know, you would assume they're going to get Reyna back at some point. Uh, As long as they're healthy in January, they should be in pretty good shape.
1: All right. I think you're right about that, and so I'm not panicked about it either. I think you're right about that. It just, Boy, it would have been nice to go ahead and get those three points last night and move to the top of the table and blah, 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 blah. All right. He's Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. What did you make of what happened? I know you were out and saying – like, you didn't really – I mean, you weren't even watching the game last Thursday, were you? You were out, like, golfing. No, I
2: I watched the whole thing, start to finish, 5'15", right in front of the TV, watch the whole thing. And all I kept saying all night to the guys I was with is, dude, don't worry, they're not going to lose to the Dolphins.
1: It's so funny you say that because like, I kept saying that to myself. Like, you know, They're not, not going to lose. It's fr- I, I, it's, I have to tell you, with, with two minutes left in the game, honestly,
2: I thought they're going to go down the field here, <clears throat> they're going to score, they're going to get to two points, and they're then going to go back down the field. And well, I guess they wouldn't even have to get to two points at that point. Um, I kept saying, they're, they're still going to figure out a way to win the game. They're going to get the onside kick. Tucker will do something crazy. He'll hit a, a, a bloop over everybody's head. I still felt they were going to win until he threw the interception.
1: Genuinely. Genuinely yeah. 100%. 100%. Though I genuinely believed it was going to be a 10-9 game. Right? Like, it was just going to be an yeah, ugly, right. right? Like, it was going to be the type of game... It's so funny. Brian Powell made this joke on Twitter. He was like, what sucks about this is we're not even going to get the really angry post-game show because you know they're going to figure out a way to win 10-9. And it was exactly the way that I felt. When it was 9-3, I kept saying to myself, they're going to win this game 10-9. Everybody's going to be pissed off and acting like it's a loss. But I'm going to have to come on here and say, look, man, a win's a win. It's what it is. It was a Thursday night on the road. You take them however you get them, right? Like, I was so prepared for that. And so I, too, I was stunned, stunned by the way that it happened. All that being said, I still, six days later – don't know exactly where i fall between this is the nfl and as you're seeing like goofy things just happen sometimes you know the the, the rams have gotten their brains beat in the last couple of games and the buccaneers have looked like crap and it, goofy things occur particularly when you're playing a thursday night game on the road um and you, you had played 96 offensive snaps four days before that i don't know where that meets but we also know this is a really flawed football team that can't run the ball with their running backs and that might Continue to catch up to them as the year goes on.
2: Well, I mean, a couple of things stand out, right? You, you could, we could do this game. We do this game all the time. Pick, pick the final four of the NFL right now. Right now, pick the final four uh, in the two respective conference championships games. You put up a hundred, and I'll give you a thousand if it if oh, the four hit. Right?
1: No, I mean, I like,
2: it, no chance. Yes, it's right. You have zero idea. Um, I thought a couple of things were interesting Thursday night. Number one. I wouldn't say interesting. This isn't as interesting as much as it is as a statement. I thought the game really changed when they overturned that catch by Andrews. I thought that was a significant development in the game. Okay. One million percent, that kid caught that ball. I have no idea what they saw there. I, it, it would make them change while, that.
1: While I thought the same thing, I was shown one screenshot, the ball definitely hit the ground. It it. There's I'll try to find it for you. There is one screenshot that shows definitively that the ball hit the ground.
2: No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, so neither, that's why neither I, did I. Ran and 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 so I
1: I was the same I was the same way that you were. I kept right like am I not and by the way, I also can't like I kept watching the the Sammy Watkins play at the beginning of the game. Like, am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, I don't <laughs> think he could have caught that. I ball. don't I I well, I, I, I
2: can't agree with that. I I don't I don't think he could have caught that uh, in bounds. I don't think he could have caught that uh, ball. In
1: bounds. I, don't, I don't know. We we did we we separate on that okay. one. So, but the other thing is, I,
2: I, the, my takeaway from that whole thing was I was really, really surprised at what John said after the game, and I think there was some, there was something very telling in that comment of his about the team not being ready, and I don't know, in, I don't I, I guess I don't know what he was trying to say, but I have a bunch of tentacles out about what he might've been trying to say. And he might've been saying that his coaching staff didn't do a good job of getting them ready. Schematically, that could have been one thing. Hey, we weren't ready for this. And he's not going to say Greg wasn't ready for it or wink wasn't ready for it or whatever. He he isn't going to say that, but I thought it was really surprising that John came out and said that. And I also wonder if he didn't say it so much during the week that his guys tuned him out and this was his way of saying to them, I I told you so.
1: Right.
2: And I didn't get you ready because I I only mentioned it to you 40 times instead of 50. But it was a very, very telling something's going on behind the scenes and I have no way of knowing what it is, but uh, you never hear John say that. Okay.
1: You never okay. hear John
2: say, we weren't ready. Right,
1: right, you're right. But he also, you know, he puts the, and, he, and look, as, as a good coach does, he said, that's my fault and the whole thing. I, I, Correct. I, while that might be, it might be very true that this was a team that was overconfident and going to Miami and so many of the players on the roster are from South Florida and, you know, all those things. It's still a team that also starts slow every time. Like, it's still a team that, like, even if I dismiss and say this game in particular was just a mess of a situation, I can't ignore the other troubles they have. I can't ignore that no one has ever won a Super Bowl getting this little production from their running backs. It's never happened. Like, I can't ignore some of the other things that are going on this isn't a team that's otherwise flawless that had one clunker of a game this is a team that's had a lot of flaws they've been able to survive despite falling behind regularly in games because their quarterback has bailed them out because he's been a magician and i don't know that you can count on that the rest of the way to try to go win a super bowl
2: well they can't they can't get they can't even remotely clunk. Come close to putting pressure on the quarterback. I mean, it's it's hilarious. Not, not consistently. Not you know. Yeah, right. I mean, not nearly enough that their defense, their their secondary. You know, everybody always says right the best the best secondary um, is a good pass rush and vice versa, right? Like they they there's just something not and they got a lot of injuries. I mean, I, you know we keep got to remember that right that that none of these teams and everybody does none of these teams are playing with the 53 guys that they that they want to play with the Ravens frankly are probably playing with 40 of the 53
1: I mean at most Um, right
2: right but just I I I don't know man Thursday night to me I I think what you're going to find out I think we'll find out about Thursday night this Sunday Okay. I, think, I think the story of last Thursday yep. gets told this Sunday. Okay. If they win 27-10 this Sunday or 23-13 this Sunday and they just kind of do what they did to Denver earlier in the year, they get up 14-3 and then they just kind of plot along and they win easily, then Thursday was an outlier. And if for some bizarre reason they go out there and lay another egg, then Thursday wasn't an outlaw.
1: Right, then you got a real problem. you got a real problem. I'll, That's I, the way I look at it. I
2: and they Remember, five of their last nine games or five of their last eight games are against their division. They correct. haven't even, they haven't even played those games yet.
1: Correct. I mean, this is – and, and by the way, also the Packers and the Rams in there too, right? <laughs> like, right. Like five this of the last
2: seven because they played – they're six and three, right? They've played nine. They got eight left. they play played
1: seven. So right, five the of their Bears, last – Yeah, correct. Correct.
2: Five of their last seven games will be against teams in their own division, and, and, and the other two, all three of which yeah. have showed at times to be
1: really good or really terrible. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, I'm going to let you play. Uh, Would you rather Wednesday before everybody else does? Although one of them I already know your answer, so we might just skip past it. Would you rather Wednesday? I'm giving away another twenty-five dollar gift card to Glory Days Grill. Single favorite thing on the menu at Glory Days Grill, Drew Forrester.
2: Well, I was just there yesterday, yeah, and I had the half-sized portion of chicken penne and a Caesar salad, and both of those were spectacular. I have
1: no doubt that that's true. They, of course, have $6.99 burgers on Mondays, $5.99 nachos on Thursdays, Glory Days Grill. Take care. You know, it's it's time of the year. Everybody's scrambling, running around, so many things to do. Put an order in, glorydaysgrill.com. Pick it up. Take it home with you. Let them do the cooking for you. You're not going to regret that decision. And I cannot recommend enough the barbecue cauliflower wings. The barbecue cauliflower wings have changed my wife's life so much, she has twice now attempted to recreate them. And we are going back for more this week at Glory Days Grill. All right, uh, number one, uh, I've seen the future. I've got good news. The Baltimore Ravens are in the AFC Championship game. Okay. But that's they're awesome. but they're on the road. Okay. Would, would you rather they be traveling to Buffalo or they be traveling to New England for the AFC Championship game?
4: Um,
2: boy, that's a good question. Um i hmm. hmm,
1: hmm, hmm. mm, mm,
2: mm. I'm probably going to say New England. Okay? Yeah, I'm probably going to say New England. I think we have a little bit of a. Uh, one of the moments wasn't great, although I made that kick. Um, you never wh- did. The- <laughs>
1: never yeah, did, huh? and that never happened.
2: Sure, I did. I must have, because the Ravens got mad at me. They, they,
1: they were mad at you. That part is true, but you never made the kick. They invited you to come attempt it. You never made the kick. Um, and no, with, we have. A- and- and the invite wasn't really his invite as much. It was felt like it was a ransom. Like
2: it felt well, like the a threat. In, the, inv- the invite went like this:
1: yeah. If
2: you think you can do it, yeah. why don't you come out and yeah. try?
1: Come over and do it.
2: And I said, "I'm just trying to have some fun, right. you
1: know, like i never, i will never going They've been mad at me about a lot of things. They were mad at me about you. I'm like. <laughs> deal with drew i have nothing to do with it (laughs) well you were the holder i think yeah i don't think that was true i think it was luke oh (laughs) luke luke
2: Luke was was the holder yes uh that's right that's correct all right right. um but anyway um i i think you know they have a history of going up there and in john's tenure certainly not even sure lamar's ever played there but um they, they have a history up there john's got enough yeah. Uh, and his
1: yeah he they played they remember they had a clunker right remember it was a Sunday night oh, game in the rain. The rain. Yeah. Yeah,
2: right. in the rain yeah you're right in the rain right um but anyway i you know i don't i don't know if i don't know if buffalo's all that good either i keep saying that about every team but they you know they did go up there and lose last year and buffalo's a little more well-rounded than new england I would rather them go to New
1: England. All right. Number two, would you rather the uh, Orioles see that the uh, salary floor is going to end up happening in the CBA negotiations, so they want to get ahead of it, and they stun everyone and sign Carlos Correa, or instead take that money and spread it out to buy Means, Mountcastle, and Mullins out of their arbitration years, and actually even Adley Rutschman before he ever plays an MLB game?
2: Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Well, I mean, you. You would say the latter, although I think all of those things are kind of impossible. I mean, I, I, I get it. I would say spread the money out. I, I don't know about memes because I'm not really 100% sold on him, but, you know, I'm pretty much sold on the other two. And I'm, it's bizarre, right? I, I, Rutschman's Ruch, never put out an album. He's already better than the Beatles. I mean, Correct. it's crazy. Correct. Um well, you no, hate the Beatles. Hard to, it's so you Yeah, to be better the Beatles. Weird. Um, yeah, weird I mean, uh, talk, talk was better than the Beatles. Um, <laughs> talk. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say the latter. You, you would want them to be smart. I, I don't know what kind of money. I mean, Mullins, the only thing I would say about those guys, I know there have been some other instances where teams have forked over money for guys three or four years in, like, Longoria and Tampa and Trout and some other guys. Let's not confuse these two with those guys.
1: The uh, final one, I know your answer, so we don't have to bother with it, but for everybody else, the uh, final question is, uh, in honor of uh, Jim Nance doing the game uh, this Sunday, would you rather Nance and Romo do all of the games for the rest of the year or the games are split between Ian Eagle and Kevin Harlan's team? Uh, I know this is a really tough one for you, Forrest. I know this one, you really struggled with this one, spent a lot of time thinking about it.
2: Well the other two are chopped Liver and Jim Nance is fillet. <laughs> chopped liver. <laughs> Jesus hey, by the way, speaking of guys that have like fallen off the fallen off the radar
1: in terms who's, of like the checking order. Who, did, who are we speaking to, who are we speaking about that's fallen off the radar? What happened to Gus Johnson? Uh well he does he's their top college guy now on Fox. Like he does yeah. their big their big college game every week. They hired him to be that guy, so then he gets one of the lower rung NFL games because they they put their focus on the big college game every week. Right. Wait, 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 so you're trying to take a shot at Gus Johnson? No, like, but I mean, doing? five years ago I thought he was. The- well, I, yeah, he was. He was. Well, I mean, I, really, like let's tell the truth. It was a terrible move for him to leave Fox because he was the voice of the NCAA tournament. Like he was, right. he was the guy, and him not doing the NCAA tournament has hurt his brand uh, wholeheartedly. Right. I he's, would agree with that. He's very good at everything else. But he was synonymous with the NCAA tournament every year, and him not doing the NCAA tournament was a a big mistake. Just a big mistake altogether.
2: You know, I wanted to ask Jim two weeks ago. I had him on for my my um twenty six thirty three thing. I, yeah. I wanted to ask him about Andrew Catalan, and I didn't. You know, everybody. And I guess, hey Jim, when you're ready to quit, who do you think's going to take your place? Maybe it wouldn't be a good question. Oh, but oh,
1: that's interesting. That's interesting.
2: Um, Everyone says that he's next in line. Uh,
1: I mean, he's really good. He's, I mean, he's very good. And uh, he knows. And he knows golf. I don't oh, know Oh, which is a big I deal to them, right? I get what you're saying. Is that if if they want someone who does everything like Jim Nance does, sure. Because I I think I think J- Jason Benetti's a guy that's going to get that type of opportunity moving forward. Like he's just he's that well thought of. Um, and I I don't know if he can do golf. I can't imagine he can't, right? Like, but. I, I think that people think of him that way as being that type of guy.
2: Um, yeah. No, Catalan does, Catalan's good on golf. I don't know anything about his basketball yeah. prowess. No, he
1: does, he does basketball. He does, I mean, you know, he's done some Maryland games for CBS over the years. He's, okay. been pretty decent. he's been pretty decent. All right, what's coming up at Drew's Morning Dish? Um,
2: you know, going to try to write something up here soon and get Maryland to lose a basketball game so we can all jump on them. No, um,
1: it's, not, it's a non-zero chance they lose to George Mason tonight, by the way. Mason's been good. Mason's been good to start the season. Like the number's eleven and a half. I I don't know how anybody doesn't bet Mason there. By
2: the way, are you stunned at how the entire sports world, media world now, in everything they do, mentions
1: the point spread? Uh, no, because the, the companies are paying them to do it. <laughs> like, it's incredible, though, right? It's the reality. The reality is once the money went there, like that, they were going to dictate the world. All the money's being spent that way. i I it's got I, I to run. No offense. John Sherholtz is coming up, and he's more important. Than oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Good for John. He's, okay. He's a, he's a good guy. Hey, uh, DrewsMoneyDish.com, at It's a Hooded foreign on Twitter, and we'll see you Sunday for Project Game yep. Day. All right? Let's, yep. God bless you. Good luck, right, Dennis. Drew uh, Forrester joining us as he does every Wednesday here on GCR. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center, ask for Mobile One. John Sherholtz is going to join us. Baltimore Zone and a World Series champion again. He's still part of the Braves front office. Um, so he gets another World Series title out of it. We'll talk to him next. Glenn Clark Radio. <laughs> Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings, there's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award winning burgers, ribs and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand cut salmon or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at
5: glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts, like the NFL Chick, Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalas, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash slash radio Boxes Project Game Day every game day presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation mm-hmm. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all the next time you change lanes when driving remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly one wrong decision could change our lives forever trucks need room to stop Don't cut it close.
3: Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration.
1: Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate the Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 20th at any of the 13 Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash
5: Toy Drive. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out.
1: Matt and Nick J- Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it.
5: The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
1: And Matt Riddle.
6: Yeah, man. Thanks. Man.
1: The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh,
6: thank you for having me.
1: The great Ron Simmons.
6: Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My
3: pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on the show because I'm freaking
1: miserable. The champion. Y- Chris Jericho. Le champion.
5: AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at pressboxonline.com radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud.
7: We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR Live. It's at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants.
1: Final opportunity if you take advantage of Window Nation's best deal ever. Two free windows for every two you buy. No money down, no payments for two full years. 866-90Nation or WindowNation.com. End of the month, that's it. No more. That deal goes away. Window Nation again, WindowNation.com. Back in here on GCR, getting a bunch of responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. Continue to get me yours at Glen Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glen Clark Radio. Everyone who responds to Would You Rather Wednesday is putting a hopper and somebody's going to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Admittedly, I'm a couple weeks behind, and I apologize for that, but I will get uh, Glory Day Grill, Glory Days Grill gift cards sent out this week to those of you that I am uh, a bit delayed. On getting that done, I am so sorry about that, but I promise that will happen later on this week. From Jim, Jim says, "Glenn, do you really think Maryland could be in trouble tonight? I mean, you seen the way they played the last couple games? Yeah, I do. And Mason's played lower level competition, so I don't, you know, I don't know how good Mason is, but Maryland struggled. Like they're they're not shooting the ball from three at all. They're they're just not. There's no way around it." Um how could I possibly not be concerned about Maryland? Uh, just being as honest as I possibly can about it, they have they have struggled mightily shooting beyond the arc. Now if they come out and they shoot the night I think they'll be fine, but if this is a sign of things to come as you're chatting about with Patrick Stevens, then I think this could continue to be a problem no matter who the opponent is. And a Mason team that feels good about themselves, that's had some pretty emphatic performances the um, the last couple times out, yeah, I think they could give Maryland a scare. It's tonight, 7 o'clock. And by the way, don't forget, uh, Friday night, if you're going to the Maryland game against Hofstra at 6.30, we will again be collecting uh, food items, non-perishables. We need them for Sarah's House uh, down by Fort Meade. The annual A.J. Francis uh, food drive is this weekend at the University of Maryland. The men's basketball game Friday, the football game on Saturday, and the women's basketball game on Sunday, uh, collecting at all three games. I know A.J.'s going to be there on Saturday for sure. Don't know if he's going to be able to make it out Sunday or not, but can't be there Friday because he's got this pesky job that gets in the way that requires him to be at uh, WWE SmackDown and performing as Top dollar on Friday night. So I'm gonna pitch in for him, and I'm gonna help out, uh, and be collecting food items on Friday night. So I will see you down in College Park on Friday. If you're going to the game, please bring out your non-perishables for Sarah's house. Ah, <sighs> man. Uh, oh, Paul. Quickly, give me a number one to one hundred. Seventy-three. All right, that's your spot in the uh, in the the raffle. So Paul got, Paul's the first in. Paul's the first in. He gets the first spot. And uh, I'll get the details for you guys on uh, other spots that are available. If you want to go ahead and tell me you're in, go ahead and tell me you're in. Uh, send me a note. And um, we might, you know, I know. Out of towners ask me these questions all the time. Could we ship them to you? Maybe. That might be something we can do. We might be, even if you're out of town, we might be able to ship your winnings out to you. I think that I'd be willing to chip in for it. Let me say this it depends on how much it's going to cost me to send it to you. If it's going to cost me, then you can pay for that. Maybe that might be the answer. Yes, you can win, and then you just got to pay the shipping in order to get it taken care of um, because I don't want to have to pull from the the winnings and all that. Whatever, we'll figure it out. But, yes, out-of-towners are absolutely eligible to win uh, in our uh, raffle that we're doing uh, to benefit Helping Up Mission. Just ask that you donate 20 bucks. You got to PayPal or Venmo me in order to get in. All right, Mr. Producer Man. So we have options here. We can wait out and see if John Sherholtz is going to get back to us right now, or we could talk to Brian Billick right now, and then buy some time if uh, we need to move John Sherholtz into the 11 a.m. hour. Mm -hmm?
0: So I just talked to him 10 minutes ago, Yeah, and he said that he was getting another cup of coffee, because I think he thought my phone was the studio line. Okay. He he said he was getting another cup of coffee, and then we could call him at 1045. I called him a few times. Yeah, I see that. Um...
1: So this is this is the role of the producer. This is you make the executive decision.
0: I say we waited out because he was telling me yesterday that he's going on vacation with his family today, so he may not be available. uh if, right. if we try to get him all later, right. we, we we try to get him in, tw- in 20 minutes, we could do "Would you rather" with, right. with, with, with with me right now. if you rather right. do that? Right. We can do that. Would we you can, rather we do we that?
1: Can, we can do that. I'm just we run we run a risk here. That's all I'm saying. We run a risk. Uh, that we run out of time for all of these things. It's okay. We'll make it work. By the way, we were talking about, uh, you know what, I'll tell you that in a second. In fact, is what I'll do. All right, Would You Rather Wednesday, also brought to you today by ooh your, lo- your Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants, who are asking you to help them stuff the truck this Saturday. Need you get out to your neighborhood Chick-fil-A, and they are collecting for Toys for Tots. So donate a new toy at any of their 13 Stuff the Truck locations and receive a free sandwich offer card as a thank you. For more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash ToyDrive. Again, that's PressBoxOnline.com slash ToyDrive in order to learn more. Here are your scenarios for Would You Rather Wednesday. We just went over it with Drew. Number one... I've seen the future. good news. les Baltimore Ravens they will be in the AFC championship game. Would you rather they be traveling to Buffalo or they' be traveling to New England? Paul, you can start.
0: I'm going to say Buffalo, okay the Ravens have lost they lost home home playoff games to the Chargers, home playoff games to the Titans. mm-hmm. They've come back the next meetings with those two teams. Well, with the Titans in the playoffs, they lost in the regular season. Mm -hmm. They've come back, and they've handled those two teams, in my opinion. I don't see the Ravens losing. I think if the Ravens are going to play Buffalo, they have a better chance of winning the second time around than they do of beating a Bill Belichick-led team that's rolling right now in New England.
1: And again, if they're hosting the AFC Championship game, it's because they've kept winning because they currently have one more loss than the Ravens do. Right. in order to be the, uh, the higher seed, they would have had to have continued to roll in order to get to that point. Interesting. Uh, people are really very much split on this one, which is not surprising. It's the reason why I included this question, because I thought it would get some mixed responses and opinions on the subject. Among the responses that have come in from uh, Paul and Ovilando, the fan and me, I want the Ravens to go back into Buffalo and finish the job they didn't get done last season. It's like going back into New England in 2012. They were a couple plays away. Tucker misses. Lamar not getting injured from winning that game. From uh, Nick Cal... Oh, Nick's i I'm taking out of the equation that my wife, in-laws, and several friends are Bills fans, so having them in the championship means one of our two teams makes the Super Bowl. That doesn't... I... I know, and I love Nick's wife, too, Laura, who's lovely and has been very helpful to us over the years with all the various charity things that we do. Love them in depth. I don't care who my wife's family roots for. I don't care one bit. That does not help me in any way. In no way will I say, if the Ravens lost the game, but, hey, at least my wife's family is happy. Not a feeling I'm going to have. I don't really have a direct comparison for that because my wife's family is kind of all over the place and root for various different teams. Like, some of them are down in Texas, and they're big Cowboys fans. And big Oklahoma fans as well. Some of them are in South Carolina, don't really have like an NFL team that they particularly root hard for. They're all originally from Wisconsin, so they're all kind of Packers fans, but they've also dispersed all over the country. And so there's not like one team that they all get. There's no world in which if like the Ravens lost the Super Bowl to the Cowboys. And I I love my uh, wife's family to death, and I I happen to like uh, her Uncle Thomas and her Aunt Renata and that side of the family but there would be no world where i'd be like yeah you know what but i just feel really good for thomas and renata that would not happen (laughs) it just would not happen nope no way not a chance love them but that would not i would not feel good in any way nick says with that said i'll take new england harbaugh has a good track record against them in the playoffs i'd rather face a rookie quarterback over a veteran like josh allen uh John from Little Rock, New England every time. Buffalo is way more dangerous in my opinion. Okay? Uh Lou, New England, the Patriots really don't scare me as much as Buffalo even with the weather. Ian, it's New England and it isn't even remotely close. Okay. Uh Antonio disagrees. <laughs> Buffalo oh, thinks it's close apparently, Ian. Buffalo, no way we go there and lose two times in a row. Revenge game, Lamar and company would be ready. Tucker, too. Uh, Rob Shields, uh, Buffalo, New England, is better. From Dan, Dan says, sorry, I just lost this. Dan says, I think in the end I would rather it be Buffalo. I know that this is not the same as a Tom Brady-led team, but that's still Bill Belichick. Having a week to prepare for you in the postseason with a competent quarterback, a good defense, and a solid running game, I know the Ravens would be capable of beating that team. But I would would rather face a team that doesn't have Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I, I totally, I totally understand that. Um, uh, KZ says he'd rather it be New England and is a blizzard. Casey, why are you trying to? What the hell does a blizzard have to do with anything? Like, what, what is is that? Where does that come from? You're just purposely trying to make things more difficult. It doesn't snow every day in Buffalo. Like, but but he also, I don't, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Ken can't just answer the question. He's got to add his own thing. Like, I. He needs attention. Ken's not getting it. He has his own show every Thursday at 1130. we got to wrap our show up early in order to make way for Ken Zalas and the fantasy football show brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation. And that's not enough for him. He needs more attention when he plays Would You Rather Wednesday. He can't just answer the question. Can't just do it. God love you, Ken. You know that. We'll see you tomorrow for the Press Box Fantasy Football <laughs> Show at 11:30 a.m. And from uh, Ryan, Ryan says, "Glenn, ultimately, I feel like if a New England team is and Ryan, th- I brought this up, Ryan. I feel like if a New England team is hosting the AFC Championship game, it's because they've been playing really good football for a long period of time. I don't want to mess around with that. I think that Buffalo is." Beatable, and I do buy into the idea that the Ravens would treat it as a revenge game and be more up for it. So there you go. I mean, I, I think if it's the AFC Championship game, by the way. I'd like to hope that they're up for whatever game, wherever it is. I'd like to hope that's the case. All right, number two. Would you rather uh, the Orioles see that this uh, salary floor is going to happen in uh, the CBA negotiations? They want to get ahead of it. They sign Carlos Correa or. They spread the money around buying Means, Mullins, Mountcastle, and even Adley Rutschman before he's ever played an MLB game. Who did the Rays do that with all those years ago? Was that Longoria? Evan, Evan
0: Longoria, the White Sox did with Luis Robert. Before they've ever played an MLB game, buy him
1: out of their arbitration years.
0: I'm going to take the latter. Okay. Uh, you get to keep a core on your team together for a significant amount of time. And on top of that, I think you save money on a superstar shortstop because I have to believe between Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westberg, and then potentially Brooks Lee, if he's your first overall pick in the draft, that one of those guys will pan out, and then you're saving a buttload of money on because you'd have to give Carlos Correa ten years, three hundred forty million. That's that's mm-hmm. his starting point, right? There's
1: I was trying to do the math on what it what it would cost you to buy out arbitration years for all of these guys. Like if we, well, because so probably is
0: the least amount.
1: I don't know if that's true or not.
0: Well, because if if he,
1: I I think he's the one that's in the best position to say I don't need to do this. Right? Like I don't need to do this. If you want to do this, I'm I'm happy to try to get to free. Our, our camp knows who we are. We're we'd be happy to get to free agency. So you want to do this? It's because you're offering a number that you would not offer to a player who's never played an MLB game. Like that's that's my. I don't think it's it's. I think it's the exact opposite. I actually think he costs you the most.
0: Well, see, I, I look at Rutschman. It would be unprecedented to give a guy that you're talking thirty million a year. Well, that, that, I mean, that's,
1: not, I'm not saying thirty million a year. You, I'm you, just, but
0: you're talking twenty, uh, maybe at, at least twenty maybe. for a guy who's never played right. an inning in I, the major league level. A lot of times when they buy out these arbitration years, they uh, buy them out and they show it's a sign of good faith to the player so that when he does have free agency but, at around the same time. But part of it time, is you're
1: also banking on the idea that once someone like that gets to arbitration, they're basically going to be getting that type of number anyway. That's true. Like That's sort of the math that you're doing is like if we got to go to arbitration, now you could also point out it'd be one less arbitration year perhaps once the new CBA mm-hmm. because this premise is based around this the new CBA. So it's not unfair to say it also might be one less arbitration year. So they're that much closer to free agency. They're that much less inclined to do something like this. So you got to really be paying in order to make that happen.
0: So let's say that that, that, that contract looks like six years, $96 million. It's $16 million a year. So you re- what you're really banking on is, is Rutschman willing to take an extra $48 million in the first, for, from the first three years rather than what he would get in the last three years of arbitration, assuming it stays the same, which it probably won't. But in the last three years of arbitration, that number's probably going up to eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Like you said, is he willing to take the extra money earlier to be on, on good terms with the team? And mm-hmm. t- so Boy, I I did I think-, think once
1: you start adding all the money up, it's not that different than the Correa money. That's the reason why I tried to 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 do it this way, is because it's it's one thing to say, Hey, for the same amount of money I can get all these four guys, I you know, I I don't think you're saving any money yeah. going this route.
0: It's- yeah. I don't know. But but in the long run, either way, you're going to have to pay these guys. I still think that you, if you have a guy who's controllable, who's making the league minimum his first two to three years, that's as good of a shortstop, uh, that you go that route.
1: I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I totally get that. All right, some responses to this uh, from Paul and Ovi Lando says, As much as I'd like to see Correa out there at shortstop, I'll take putting the money on the homegrown talent, then wait for Westberg, Henderson, or Ortiz to take the shortstop position. I don't know if Ortiz, I don't, I don't Like Joey Ortiz, good dude. Um, I think that's a stretch. Nick Kelly, I'll take the arbitration buyouts. I don't think signing Correa is enough to catapult this team to the playoffs this year or next. Signing the others and having them here for an extended time seems better for a longer run of success. Rob, Correa is the answer. You don't need to buy out those arbitration years. You have those players, and most of them won't start making any real money for several years anyway. You certainly don't need to do it. There's no doubt about that. You're doing it because you're trying to get yourself an extra year or two in the scenario. And by the way, it might make it difficult. Like Cedric Mullins, it might be tough to buy out his arbitration years because that might be his only opportunity he ever has to get paid. If you're tacking on a year or two, now you're talking about like him not being, being like 32 when he hits free agency. Because of his advanced age, it just might be impossible to do this with Cedric Mullins. Mm. And, and add the idea when you're buying out arbitration years is you're adding a couple of years onto the deal and that makes sense for younger players. For Cedric Mullins at 27, not slated to hit free agency until like 30. Now that number, again, might, depending on the CBA, you might have a year chopped off of that, and maybe it's it's 29 instead. Although I don't know if they're going to retroactively do that with contracts or if it's just going to be, even if they do this, like will it be all current players are a year closer to arbitration or will it only be for contracts signed in the future that a players are a year closer to arbitration? I don't know. But it just might be tough with Cedric Mullins and his camp to say, we appreciate it and we want the money right now, but like hitting free agency at 32 is a problem for us. At 30, it's fringe, but we got a chance. At 32, uh, we can't do that. Or do you recognize this maybe as your best chance to get money at all and just take it as long as it's a good offer? It's an interesting – all these guys yeah, have interesting – these are interesting scenarios error, yeah. for all these guys. From – uh, from sorry, for oh, uh, KZ says uh, lock the kids up. For from Dave, uh, this is a good answer from Dave. Dave says, uh, Glenn, you'll probably compare this to Chris Davis, cause I Chris Davis, cause I heard you talking about it earlier in the week. But if you're signing Correa, wouldn't that be a sign that you're willing to spend money more? So if you sign Correa, couldn't you still be able to ultimately sign these guys once they get closer to free agency? I'm taking Correa because it injects a player into the system that doesn't exist, and because it gets you that much closer. Are you a playoff team with them? No, but you're that much closer if one or two more players come up and hit, particularly pitchers. Oh, and also the pitchers are better with Carlos Correa behind them. Fair? No, well, there's an yeah. unfair an- answer or argument that. at all. Like everything about that is fair. That's why I think this is a reasonable. Would you rather question? And one more from Ed. Ed says, uh, Glenn, I think it would be better for the fan base if the answer was Korea because it would inject an excitement that didn't previously exist here, but I think it's ultimately better for the baseball team if you're signing your own guys. All right. Uh, by the way, I don't even know. I, I, maybe for the broader fan base, right? I think for the core, for, like, the hardcore Orioles fans, it would mean exactly as much to see you spend money on your own players as it would to sign another player. But for the broader casual fans that don't pay attention the same hardcore type of way, you might be right about that. And then uh, finally, number three, would you rather – oh, I, I, you're a Nance guy too. Uh, would you rather Nance and Romo do every Ravens game the rest of the season or the Kevin Harlan and Ian Eagle teams split up the games the rest of the year?
0: I'm going to shock you and say I'd rather have Kevin Harlan and the oh, Eagle right. split the rest of the game because right. I am a Jim Nance guy. I don't want to get tired of him. Okay. I also, I can see Tony Romo wearing on me after a couple of weeks, and I wouldn't want to put myself through that potentially. So rather give me two guys who are really good broadcasters whose partners are maybe a little bit less than Tony Romo as far as a- a- analytically speaking and, and breaking down a game um just so that i can keep enjoying the tandem of tony romo and jim nance all right fair enough by the
1: way jim nance will join us tomorrow here on gcr always very kind of jim nance take time for us he most certainly does not have to do it uh but he almost always does whenever he does ravens games he almost always and has for a very long time of course we've had a great friendship uh drew's been a part of that uh big time so appreciate that nance is going to do that again with us uh tomorrow on the show um you know, guys. However, know how much I feel about Kevin Harlan and Ian Eagle. I think they're. I I love Jim Nance. I actually think that Harlan and Eagle are the two best. I think they're the absolute two best. Um, I've said before. My my top three seeds as far as football play by or all around play by play guy, play guys go are Harlan, Eagle, and Torico. I think they are the three absolute best. And Nance is really good. And is a 10 at golf, right? Like, he couldn't be better at golf. He's the best golf guy there is on the planet, yeah, right? Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but I, those are my three guys. So telling me that I'm going to get Harlan and Eagle ev- the rest of the way. And I love Jim Nance. And I think Tony Romo's great. I think that's a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Ian Eagle and Charles Davis are a really good team. And I think that um, Kevin Harlan is so good, it doesn't matter who his analyst is. But I think Trent Green is quite solid. So I'm, I'm good with that group. Uh, that one also kind of split. Kind of split the responses that have come in on this one as well. Uh, Paul from Lando, no-brainer. Kevin Harlan and Ian Eagle, I can live with Trent Green and Charles Davis and color commentary as long as Harlan and Eagle are on play-by-play. Nick Kelly, Harlan and Eagle, I just like their style more than Nance. Uh, KZ, if I have to listen to Romo every freaking game, I may have to listen to the local radio broadcast. Don't make me do that. Harlan and Eagle, please. What's with the hate for Tony Romo? He's good. He's good, man. He's a good analyst. Like, I, I, I think I'm over the... You know, he predicts the future stuff, but he's still a very solid analyst. The only thing I don't like about Romo is the
0: yeah, He's very excitable. But I, I dig that
1: in, an, in a broadcaster. I like, I there's that. something
0: about his excitableness, if that's a word, um, that I think rubs people the wrong way. I, I don't know.
1: Lou, Nance, and Romo are far superior to the others, so I'll take them. Uh, Tony Thornton from BAL. Uh, Kevin Harlan and Ian Eagle. Kevin is an absolute beast doing play-by-play. Nobody's arguing with that uh tony easiest question ever harlan and eagle split duties jd romo is better for lamar fans get great commentary on his development db uh, i'm going harlan and eagle i wish you would just given me the option for just eagle because he's the best of the bunch to me love ian eagle i mean i love Iron eagle so you're not going to get me to argue about Iron eagle but kevin harlan's unbelievable too come on
0: man he's very good come on he is ridiculous. kevin harlan that we're
1: talking not bad not bad Continue getting your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll share them throughout the day, and somebody's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. When we come back in, we're going to chat with Brian Billick. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit
5: mdgamblinghelp.org. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT Certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443 840 4700 Or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training.
1: All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn
3: Clark sent you. That first sip. (sighs) That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee In the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms.
1: The offseason is upon us, but baseball never sleeps. Hi, I'm Zach Goodman, and you can find me on the Batteron with host Paul Valley every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. We've got the best local coverage on every trade and signing, plus every update on the new CBA negotiations. You can watch us live at Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen at Pressboxonline.com slash radio. That's the batter out every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon for the best in off-season baseball coverage.
0: Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from
7: us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio.
1: All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Wednesday edition of the show. Today's program also brought to you by the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Or read it all at pressboxonline.com. Brenda Fries is on the cover. 20 seasons now as head coach at the University of Maryland for Brenda Fries. What a run. And uh, they're the number three team in the country trying to do something special again. So the story from Mike Ashley... Definitely looks back, but it definitely also looks forward as there are big expectations this season for the Terps, including uh, Baltimore's own Angel Reese. So go pick up that print issue of PressBox right now. Had to do this a little bit earlier because of his schedule this week, but always a pleasure to catch up with the Super Bowl champion. Let's take a listen to Brian Billick right now here on GCR. Always a pleasure to welcome back to the show the Super Bowl winning former head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. You see him doing some breakdowns on their website, and I hear a rumor he's actually going to be doing some coaching again here in a few weeks. He is our friend, Coach Brian Billick, and he's back with us on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn. It's always great to chat with you. Did I see that right? Are you getting back on the field? Are you getting a whistle back out?
6: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Mike Smith and I are going to be the head coaches of the Hula Bowl. Um, uh, uh, you know, All Star Game. Uh, it's the week of the um, the games actually on the fifteenth of January. Uh, but uh, really, bringing bringing some uh, some pretty good guys. That Wade Wade Phillips is going to be my defensive coordinator. Mike Tice, my offensive line coach. Uh, Tim Lewis and Ron Turner are going to be on Mike's staff. So. Uh, great fun kind of getting some guys back together and, uh, and watching these young players uh, go through their paces.
1: So for those that don't know, you and, of course, uh, Mike Smith, you've got a, a different relationship, not just fellow coaches, but you guys are family. Are you, a little, are you at all competitive when you guys get together?
6: Oh, well, gosh, I, uh, you know, when I visit with the players, in fact, I'm just kind of putting my materials together, and, you know, talking about the priorities. And i one priority is keeping them healthy, you know, you right, don't sure. want to get anybody hurt <laughs> yeah. in these games. And two is to highlight their abilities you know, for all the pro scouts. And, and then third, yeah, we do want to win. And, and you know, I'm going to tell them, look, yeah, we're going, to, we're going to take care of you and we're going to give you, but this is my brother-in-law. And if you think I'm going to go <laughs> home to my wife and try to explain to her why I lost to her sister's husband, that's just not going
1: to happen. It's <laughs> uh, very cool. It's it, it, it's an awesome thing. Is it something that you would want to do? Like, I know it's not, you know, coaching a full season, but getting back out on the field, is that something that you've been wanting to do for a while, or, or are you totally fine if well, you never – Never did it again.
6: No, well, of course, I, and and I was coaching my grandson's uh, tackle football team. His <laughs> first in the nine-year-old, which was great fun, uh, uh, and you know, getting them indoctrinated to it. A little bit different, you know, than not all that different from the. Pro- I, I tell people all the time, you know, one group's young, immature, doesn't listen, and doesn't know what they're doing, and the others are the, and the 9 year olds <laughs> Nine-year-old nine-year-olds aren't easy to work with either. Yeah, um, but it's uh, it. That's been great fun, but. Uh, I've been approached a couple of times to do it. but Mike Smith has done this before, and he had asked if uh, we could get we could maybe get together and bring some certain guys back together. They moved and came to Orlando, so I thought, sure, this will be great fun. Plus, they promised me I can get some golf in after practice.
1: Well, you know what? You can't beat that. That's a pretty good week. Pretty good week for the Hula Bowl. Well, that's awesome, Coach. Glad to hear. It. It's a very uh, and what it, as you mentioned, those stabs that you put together. Your old buddy Mike Tice uh, being down there. That's incredible. So it'll be a great experience for those players. Uh, Brian, it wasn't a great experience for the Baltimore Ravens in Miami last week. Can you take, you know, for those of us that that panic and lose our minds and think we understand football and this team's good and this team isn't good, um, you went through a few of these during your career. Can you explain why sometimes this just happens in football, that even a good football team just either doesn't show up or, or it's just not their night or a team just has their number in a particular game?
6: Well, it's kind of the, all of the above. It's a perfect storm. You're talking about a short week against a team that has really, really struggled. Um, and, and, and Miami can be a tough place to play. There's something about going down to, you know, South Florida and, and the atmosphere and the whole nine yards. That can be a tough place to play. And, uh, and clearly the Ravens struggle. The, the, the bottom line was, and get have got to give Brian Flores, a great deal of credit to coming up with that all-out scheme. And it was all in because taking that safety out of the middle of the field, all Lamar Jackson had to do is have a little bit more time and get that deep post to, to Brown or to Bateman or, or for one of those guys to make one of those corners miss and then really get the big play. They left themselves on, but they, they played it beautifully. They gave up the underneath stuff at will. There's no problem with that. And brought pressure packages that the Ravens just, just weren't able to pick up.
1: Is there a simple answer? The zero coverage stuff is what's been brought up the most this week. Is there a simple answer to what the Ravens do if other teams look at that and say, well, we're just going to do the exact same thing. We're just going to bring all these defensive backs. Um, are, are the Ravens as vulnerable in that way as they appeared to be in the first game where they saw? It?
6: Well, all you got to do is hit it once or twice. You, you, you hit that one, one, or, one or two big plays down the middle of the field with that zero coverage, they'll get out of it. Like any defense, you, you're going to have to you're going to have to run them out of it, so to speak. I mean, it's 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 a perfect defense for the Ravens, right? You're stacking the box, you make it difficult to run. You're bringing pressure on the quarterback, making him get the ball out quick. Uh, but again, it, the vulnerability is the big play, and so I'm sure the Ravens are going to spend a lot of time in certain protections that they can trigger in that secure those edges and let those guys on the outside go deep. And, and all you got to do is hit a couple of those, and, and you'll chase the defense right out of
1: it. He is Brian Billick. You can, of course, watch Billick's breakdowns at BaltimoreRavens.com. He's with us here on GCR. Coach, how concerned are you about the, the lack of production from Ravens running backs this season? That, that you know, We look over the history of Super Bowl champions. There, there's no, there is no example of a team that's gotten this little from their running backs. And I certainly get that Lamar Jackson makes some of the difference there because he, he runs a good bit himself. But it's an awful lot that you're asking of your quarterback without getting much of any help at all from your running backs right now.
6: Yeah, it it comes down to there's only so many snaps. The fact that they're throwing the ball more is going to diminish those numbers. The fact that they've had the injuries and they've got a, you know, running back core that kind of rolls through there and they've had new guys in there. It all adds to it. You know, the fact that that group is not going to have as much productivity. I imagine it will begin to increase, but the biggest difference is where Lamar has been maybe a four 435, 450 throw guy. I think he's on pace for better than 550 this year, mm-hmm. which is is good because that's kind of what you do as a pro quarterback, and that's the way for him to continue to develop. But every one of those throws, you know, that hundred all uh, plus plays that are now throws down the field, uh, come out, got to come out of some place, and it's going to come out of the running game. So Lamar's going to run the same amount that he runs. They're now throwing the ball a little bit more, so obviously you just got to do the math, and so the running back core is going to be diminished a little bit, but that doesn't underlie the point that you're trying to make that, that, you know, it is unique to what they're doing because Lamar gives them so much of what they need in the running game.
4: Is
1: there, um, there is this, this phrase has been thrown around this week, coach, which is what we saw on Thursday night is what's going to happen to the Ravens. They can't win a game if Lamar isn't playing particularly well because they're asking him to do so much. Is that a fair statement to make? And maybe it's not as simple as that, that maybe it's more like they're hard-pressed to win games if Lamar Jackson isn't playing well. But is there truth to that, given how much he's being asked to do?
6: Well, I think most teams in the NFL that have any kind of presence at quarterback, it's hard for them to win when their quarterback isn't playing well, uh, isn't producing. You look at the Rams, and, and that's the main thing you're looking at this year is, Boy, if I'm not a gambler, but if I were, I don't know how you sleep at night. I mean, I, with, with the way <sighs> – I mean, one of the I – I do a podcast every week and, and talking about the games and the point spreads and that kind of thing. And, and there were like five there, – there were seven games of nine points or more on the point spread. Yeah, and, and then you look up and, and whether well, – you know, it's seven and a half that, that the Dolphins uh, were given to the Ravens, the Patriots, um, or I should say the Bucks who were giving nine and a half, lost to Washington. I don't mean they didn't come to spread. They lost. The Cardinals lost to the Panthers after giving them nine and a half. So it tells you that even the good teams, you know, everybody's got flaws, and everybody's got something that when you saw what Russell Wilson struggling the other night against Green Bay, taking nothing away from the Green Bay defense, and I don't think there's another team in the league that counts more on its quarterback. Every team does. It's just kind of a silly thing to say, but I don't know if there's any team that relies more on it than Seattle and Russell Wilson. He is what they are offensively. Without sure. him, they're, they're nothing. And and when he struggles, yeah, they're going to struggle. So, yeah, clearly, the, the, and, and we're going to see more of it. Uh, but like I said, it, it also presents opportunities. I can't imagine that Greg Roman and, and the offensive group aren't, aren't really focused on that this week uh, about, okay, if they give us this, then we're going to get to this and we're going to make them pay. And if they do, then you'll chase them out. If you don't, you're just going to see more and more
1: of Brian, what you're alluding to with some other teams is, is another big storyline that we're talking about this week, which is just the overall nature of the, the league kind of coalescing and, and everybody, you know, it's hard to separate the good teams from the bad teams at the moment after what we've seen for the last couple of weeks. And, and I know that's what the NFL wants. Parity is great. And there's a lot of cities right now where they feel like their team has a chance at the moment. Um, is it really the case, do you really feel like there are now, I don't know, 20 teams that could win a Super Bowl? Or are we still, do we know who the six, seven, eight best teams are and they're just some teams that have taken some bad losses the last couple of weeks? But, you know, teams like the Rams, teams like the Ravens, the Buccaneers, they're definitely still better than the average team in the NFL.
6: Yeah, I mean, they're still the better teams, but they have shown, you know, the proverbial any given Sunday. The league has always been kind of a homogeneous curve. Meaning that the teams, the majority of the teams are kind of lumped a couple games above or below 500 at any given time. Now there are outliers, and we have the outliers on the negative side. Obviously, the Redskins, Jacksonville, um, uh, Houston, uh, the Jets are probably in that category. We have some teams that just aren't aren't very good. I I'd throw, you know, Seattle maybe in there. Um, but, but the outliers on the positive, and again, you have this curve, but then there's always the outliers that are, okay. But there's two or three teams that are really, really good. Kansas City had been that team mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Baltimore has been. But the top teams right now, looking at the playoff picture, Tennessee, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, um, are really the top four. Each of these teams have shown in more than one occasion that they can struggle and that they are beatable if they don't play, you know, to the top of the game. I mean, how do you explain Buffalo losing to Jacksonville?
1: No, I mean, it's insane. Same way I mean. with you
6: know Baltimore and Miami. My God, how do you how do you explain Tampa Bay in the NFC when you got Green Bay and Arizona? How do you explain Arizona losing to the Panthers? Uh, Dallas, uh, Tampa Bay, obviously losing to Washington. The Rams, who again, two weeks ago, prior to the last two weeks, at seven and one, boy, this this is the team. This is the ally. Yep. This. They are just, oh, and they're just getting better. And then the last two weeks, it's like, you know, where did that come from? Um, and so, which is fun because that just means when we get to this expanded playoff format, you talk about it's anybody's ball game. It is truly anybody's ballgame.
1: How terrified should we be in Baltimore that uh, Bill Belichick's got things figured out and the Patriots are a real factor in the AFC at this point? It's...
6: Yeah, that's probably been the biggest surprise and, and the most impressive uh, team that I've seen so far compared to what you thought going in yeah. with the rookie quarterback and Matt Jones. And, and, uh, and I remember when he came out, it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of, you didn't, we didn't think he was a good player. We just didn't know. I mean, he sat in behind the best offensive line in college football, throwing to the best group of receivers in the nation and handing off to our good, us running back. And so he just, he never had to be that guy, uh, to be that 45, 50 throw guy. And what's he going to do? Um, and that's not his fault. It's just it's what it was coming out of Alabama. But obviously with Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, and and, and Nick Saban, I'm sure, told everybody the same thing. Look, you better take this guy because he's pretty good. Belichick, just listened. And, uh, yeah, it's been impressive what they've done with
1: him. Oh, it's been remarkable. And, and it's doing what Bill Belichick does, right? And so it, it leaves us very concerned about what they might be able to do moving forward. Uh, Brian, can I, can we plug the, uh, the podcast for you? Where can people check out uh, what you've been doing?
6: Well, I do, uh, yeah, with, it's, it's on Sports Byline. Uh, Ron Barr and I, every week, it's on the Armed Forces Network and any number of different places where we kind of take a peek at what happened last week and look forward uh, to what's going on the next week before yeah. So, or the next week coming up. So kind of fun. Ron and I have been doing that for years and years and years. And uh, it's kind of the one final thing that I'm still doing
1: on here. Well, I can tell you, as a gambler, I'm sleeping about as well as you probably slept, uh, you know, after losing to (laughs) Miami a few years ago. It has been a rough couple of weeks betting on football. At Coach Billick on Twitter, of course, is how you follow him. Billick's Breakdowns, BaltimoreRavens.com. Coach, always appreciate taking the time for us. Thanks so much for doing it. Glad to do it. It's Brian Billick, of course, Super Bowl champion. Uh, Appreciate him taking the time for us this morning. And he's right for the most part, like – it's still extreme when he says, "Hey, most teams that have good quarterbacks are going to struggle if their quarterback doesn't play well." Like that's true, but most teams are getting more from their running backs than the Ravens are getting, and some of those teams might have a more consistent defense. and And that's the point. The point isn't, um, yeah, it, it, essentially throughout the NFL. It's hard to win football games if you don't have a quarterback that plays well. Like, I I get that. It's just a bit more extreme in the scenario the Ravens are dealing with because they have so few other things that are going for them. It is possible. A lot of people would point out, and, and Rita reminds me of this, that in the Chargers game, Lamar Jackson didn't play particularly well. But they figured out a way to run the ball that day, right? Like, and they were dominant on the ground, and the Chargers never showed up, and their defense was great, and it kind of didn't matter that Lamar didn't have an A-plus day that day. In fact, you know, we, we almost forget it, right? Like, if you, if you asked me, hey, what were Lamar's rough games this season, the Chargers game would never come up because they were so dominant that, like, they didn't need Lamar Jackson to be great that day. So you kind of forget that he, was, he wasn't, you know, perfectly sharp in that game.
0: With Lamar Jackson in that, in that Chargers game, you kind of got the feeling of watching it that if they needed him to be. Yeah, great, maybe he would have been. He, he would have right. been great. Maybe he would have against the Dolphins. They it was the first time that I've seen, other than the loss to Buffalo and the and the first couple of playoff losses, first time in the regular season that I've seen where they needed Lamar Jackson to be great and he couldn't.
1: Do oh, it. he referenced Drew and I referenced the play, uh, the the game in New England last year, the Sunday night game, and again that was it, the the weather was a, a real the factor, snaps were terrible. you know, and the snaps were bad, yeah. but like he didn't play well. Like yeah. you can't you can't get around that he didn't play well. They needed him to be better and, and lift up some of those other things. It's not... Again, there's a difference between something being Lamar's fault right. versus just a day where he wasn't brilliant and if he had been, they might have been able to win a game despite all the other things that were going on, right? Um, so Brian's right. that Like, if you've... Most teams are struggling to win games if their quarterback doesn't play well. And... And that's true. It's extreme in the Ravens' case because... The Chargers game is the the outlier. It is so unlikely for them to get a solid game on the ground from their running backs, Mm. and the defense hasn't been nearly consistent enough to count on it that it creates a more extraordinary set of circumstances for the Ravens. if, If their quarterback isn't having a great game, there really is no other roadmap. There really is nothing else that you can expect other than Again, everything just sort of coming together the way the Chargers game all kind of came together. Um, it's true he's wrong. He's not wrong about that. He's not wrong about that. But it's I I don't think it's the exact same in Baltimore. I'll try to uh, what what is a good example of this elsewhere? Um, you know Buffalo's defense. Buffalo's defense is outstanding. Yeah, Buffalo has a very good defense, and if Josh Allen isn't on for a particular game they might be able to win a game anyway with their defense. They might be able to do it. That's not a guarantee, right? Their defense was great against the Jaguars. wasn't enough for them to win that game. They allowed nine points in that game, and they couldn't win the game. Um, but Buffalo has a better chance of figuring out a way to win a game in which Josh Allen struggles because their defense is consistently good whereas the Ravens is far more up and down, right? Like, they're far more middle of the road as far as a defense is concerned and less likely to be able to pick up this team. And Buffalo's getting at least a little bit more from their running backs than the Ravens are. It's not like Buffalo has dominant running backs, but it's better than the situations that, that exist here for sure. I'm trying to think of other examples of teams that are like this. Packers' defense is really good. It's a really good defense. Aaron Rodgers wasn't great on Sunday, was he? He was, he was fine. At, at best, he was fine.
0: He got me 11 points in fantasy. He wasn't very good.
1: No, he was didn't have a good day. But what can they do? They run the ball and they play defense. Mm-hmm. They, they even without like they're gonna be without Aaron Jones for a couple of games. But A.J. Dillon's been looking great, right? Like they've got backs. They can run the ball and they can play defense in Green Bay, and they can figure out ways to win games even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a great day. The who's another? Try to think of another example. I don't know if Arizona. I don't think Arizona I mean, I, I know they won the one game without uh Kyler Murray at all that Colt McCoy played in, but for the most part, I think you're seeing that they're in trouble if Kyler Murray doesn't play well. I think they're a little bit closer to the Ravens.
0: It's kind of crazy to me because coming into this year, you thought Miami was that team based on what their defense did last year and they didn't really get great play out of their quarterbacks yeah. last year. You thought Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, you know, you say that, but like Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he played, played really well. That's like true. That's, I mean, like he played really well. Tua was okay when he yeah. played, right? But like but Fitzpatrick played won- really well.
0: But Tua somehow managed to win way more than he lost last yeah. year. Yeah. And, and I think well, that we, th- we definitely
1: thought their roster as a whole was better than the way they played this season. Like yeah. most of us thought the, the Dolphins. For a team on the up and,
0: and th- this would this would never happen but you thought tampa bay had a defense like that now tom brady <laughs> the the couple of games that he's played poorly each of the last two weeks yeah. they have they haven't won yeah i definitely thought their roster thought was a
1: more complete roster they could run the ball they could do more things um in order to win games if tom brady didn't play well i would agree with that yeah. i definitely thought they had built that type of roster to n- Oh, hello. Tonight, Facebook Live, Stan the Fan Charles and Gary Stein are going to do a very special uh, sports business show. They do this every three or four weeks. Maybe it's not quite that often. Maybe it's more like six to eight weeks. where They try to uh, powwow with uh, some smart people like Andy Dolich, a former uh, sports executive, and the professor, Marty Conway just to discuss big picture when it comes to the business of sports, and obviously the Major League Baseball situation stands out at the moment, but there's a lot of other things going on. That'll be tonight, Facebook Live, uh, facebook.com slash Sports, or uh, you'll be able to watch it tomorrow by going there or by going to pressboxonline.com slash video. Uh, A great show, Stan and Gary talking sports business tonight. Still to come today, Tyus Bowser's show. We had a great time last night at Mother's. We're going to listen to segment number one of the Tyus Bowser's show. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
4: What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser show.
1: The next Tyus Bowser show is this Tuesday night, November 23rd at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. It's brought to you by Windows. Depot Baltimore, Baltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, as well as PressBox and Grade 8's memorabilia, and the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, joins us courtesy of my bookie. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends This month, cold weather is here. Natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call
0: 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details.
5: I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks.
3: Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest edition of Press
1: Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area and the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn
7: and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio.
1: Yeah, that's Ken Zalas. Of course, you'll hear him tomorrow for the uh, Press Box Fantasy Football Show. We were talking about that a little bit earlier on. Today's program is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, what a night we had last night uh, in Timonium. Uh, I've been raving about it all day. It just—it feels good when you have a night like that, an event like that. And um, we'll share uh, the show throughout the course of the week. Today, we'll take a listen to segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show from last night at Mother's in Timonium. Welcome to the Tyus Bowser show. We are live from Mother's North in Timonium. Everybody, give a big hand for Tyus Bowser. Thank you all for coming out tonight. My name is Glenn Clark. And my co-host for the evening is the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard. Rita, Thanks. it's so good to have you back.
8: Thanks for having me back.
1: It's clear you're the real star of the show tonight. That's pretty
8: No. Pretty
1: apparent. Hey Rita. My friends
8: you- came to see Tyus and Chuck, not me, but <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> Rita, you are here courtesy of my bookie. You want to tell us all about my bookie?
8: I do. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while with MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX. PRESSBOX. Yeah. At mybookie.ag, if your first deposit is $100, my bookie adds $100, so you start with $200 to play with. For your first deposit is thousand dollars. My bookie adds one thousand dollars, so you start with two thousand dollars to play with. Even
1: I can do that. Y'all man. like how I ain't yeah.
8: too, right? Y'all yeah, like how right? I ain't say that. I put my my Feels regular voice out. on. Okay, <laughs> with tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there's truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus, so you can start winning today. That's promo code Pressbox to receive double your first deposit instant. In your account, no hassle, no wait. But anytime, anywhere, anything with my booking.
1: Excellent. All right, the person that is the actual host of the show, please, one more time, make some noise for Tyus Bowser, who's with us
4: tonight. Going everybody, how's it going? Good to be here. Good to be here. It's great to see you again. We
1: were just talking before the show, man. We gotta start making sure that we schedule the wins for the week before we do the show. Yeah, man. Like yeah. we gotta make that yeah. happen. When you have a massive game against Minnesota, and it's thrilling, and then
4: we're like, we're not seeing Tyus this week. I know, man. I know. I wanna come. I wanna come on a time where I'm doing good. And I know, I can come right? In and you know, feel good about it, but. It's what it
1: is. It is what it it's is. It's is. It's a long season. We've been able to celebrate a lot of big wins during the yes, year. It's the have. way it goes, and we know there are more to come. Uh, you brought out a special guest tonight. I uh, want you to introduce everybody. This is a long-lost cousin of mine, actually. A lot of people don't know. Glenn Clark, and it, uh, this is my cousin, of course, that you brought out with you tonight. Yeah, man.
4: Uh, my guy, Chuck Clark, man, out of Virginia. Virginia Tech 2017 class, man. This is my guy, so Chuck Clark.
9: Yeah, man, appreciate you having me here tonight. Bro. Like you said, 2017 draft class. So yeah. We've been rocking for about five years now. It's, it's been years all right, strong. right? Five years did, strong. Man.
1: Did you guys, like, when you came in, did you click immediately? Like, did you have you ever roommates, anything like that? It's...
4: I mean, it just came natural. Um, you know, just being in the same class, uh, you know, we was always together, whether it was with meetings, whether it was uh, just anything in general. On the field, man, you know, we just clicked very well, and... You know, this is my brother. This this is a guy I trust. This is a guy that I got to know so well and, uh, you know, that I trust on and off the field. So, I mean, that's my brother.
1: All right, he said a lot of nice things about you, Chuck. So now just tell us yeah. the truth. Tyus ain't <laughs> that good of a guy, is he, <laughs> no, right? no.
9: Like he said, it was, it was real natural. I think uh, a lot of the guys that came in in the 2017 class, like a lot of us kind of acted the same and just same personalities. And so we, we all just got around each other. It, kinda, it was natural and just vibed and meshed really good. And um, a lot of us are still around the team because that's the that's the type of character guys that are on the team. So you go back and look at our class, a lot of us are still here together. We talk all the time. We hang out together on and off the field. So like you said, just real natural.
1: Y'all proved it. You know, like, it's a pretty impressive class, right? It's yeah. a pretty impressive group that y'all put together. Definitely. All right. Um,
8: well. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was going to say. <laughs> It was,
1: a, it was a tough night. It was a tough <laughs> night. Tough night, man. Yeah.
4: Tough night.
1: Let me, let me put it to you this way, right? Reed and I, we, we talk about this all the time. Um, we're fans, and fans lose their minds and flip out and go crazy. We also know this is the NFL, and the other team's trying, too. And there are tough circumstances that you're in, and sometimes you're just not going to lose a football game. Are you closer to, like, when, when the game's over, are you closer to, man, this is the NFL, it just happens, and you can just move on? Or are you closer to, nah, man, I'm pissed. <laughs> let, let,
8: me re- let me elaborate a little bit more on that, right? If it's the, a team that, from a, a, a win-loss perspective, is your lesser opponent... Do you feel more, does it hurt a little bit, sting a little bit more in that regard as opposed to an opponent that you feel like is more so on your level?
4: I feel like as a team, we hold ourselves to a very high standard. And when you think about the Baltimore Ravens, you think about, you know, in the past with Ray Lewis and just the tradition of winning and, you know, making our making a name for ourselves in the league. So, I mean, I'm not going to just say, you know, a lesser opponent, you know, just based off a of record because it is the NFL, you know, we're playing against professionals, but then at the same time, we still, like I said, we hold ourselves to a high standard. So, you know, that game stings because we believe in ourselves, we believe in this team that, you know, each and every week we gonna come out 1-0. and So, to come out with a loss that week, uh, it stung. It stung pretty bad.
1: Chuck, Chuck, we asked this question to Tyus last week and, and Deshaun. When you lose a game, do you want to talk about it? Or like, once <laughs> you get you get a text message or somebody in your life, you're just like, yo, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I don't want to deal with it.
9: Uh, the only people I can talk about it is my family at home. Like, that, that first couple, two hours, you know what I'm saying? I really don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> I don't want to see nothing. It's kind of like, leave me alone. But um, like he just said, kind of piggybacking. I, I didn't even know what he was about to say, but in my head, I was like, it's a standard around here. When we think about it and we take a loss or we didn't play up defensively to our standard around here, we got Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Haloti, all the guys that set the way for us. And so sometimes if we lose and we know we didn't do good, it's like we we know those guys are somewhere watching, you know. And was like, was we holding up today's standard for real?
1: Is there someone in your life, like Deshaun mentioned his father, right? Uh-huh. Is there someone in your life that you know you're going to end up having to talk to about it and like you just don't want to? Like you just. <laughs> You don't want the conversation, but it's going to have to come up?
9: Yeah. So, I mean, I hope I I hate talking to my wife about the bad ones. Really? I, I don't know why. Just, like, because she kind of know, know the game a little bit. And she okay. be like, all right, yeah, you lost leverage right there or something. And I'll be like, you don't know what you're talking about. But she kind of knew it. So, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. So, I, I hate talking with it about Do you her. try to argue with her? Or do you just, like, do you just take it? Like, I just, you know? It's it just, like, I be pissed, so I don't want it to go too far. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah.
4: Ain't go too far with the wifey, man. Yeah. <laughs> ain't go too far.
9: Yeah, right? There's a limit. There's yeah. a limit to how much you can deal with. Yeah, yeah. Like but that, right? um, I think eventually you just got to kind of get over it. You know, uh-huh. it's the game. If you take a loss, you know, you ain't played too good. You got to know that those guys get paid, too, on the other team as well. 100%. So it's the NFL. It's, it's really, truly any given day in the NFL, honestly.
8: How do you feel in terms of, OK, so last time, Tyus, we talked about getting over games quickly. And moving on, you know, whether it's win or lose, you guys had a mini-buy, right? It's been five days since your last game. You don't play, I believe, for another five days, right? How do you retool yourself to get back into uh,
4: That's like a good question because we want to do the same situation after the Bengals game, having a whole week. So to think about that is. loss, right. yes,
1: right. yes. Right. so,
4: you know, to have a Thursday game and have those extra days after coming off a loss, um, it was tough. Like you say, you take them, them one or two days just to, you know, try to move past it, try to recollect yourself, understand what you did wrong, um, and just improve on it. And then, you know, you go into the next couple of days just trying to relax, trying to take care of your body, you know, getting around your family, talking to people that you love, or get into a location, an area where you can kind of just relax, get your mind back right so when that week comes back around, you ready to go. So I know for me, you know, whether that's moving around downtown, around the harbor, or going down to DC, checking out a basketball game, or whatever sports events going on, that's kind of like my way of, you know, restarting and getting myself ready for the next week.
1: I was really hoping you were going to say Manny Petty. Like I was uh, really hoping that,
4: that was going to be. I'm actually getting that tomorrow. So.
8: Okay, all right. There we go. <laughs> so I was You was right. like, you was a little late. I mean early. You yeah. were a little early on yeah. asking that yeah. question. Chuck,
1: what about you? Like what's the mental health move for you? What's the uh, I need I need to just I need to reset. Like Yeah, you...
9: I think as all football players with creatures have it and so I think for me, it's just after the game, regardless, win or lose, I got to go eat something bad, you know. And that's like, all right, this is, this is the first part of, you know, getting back into the next week. Eat something bad, next morning wake up, you know, then start taking care of my body, you know, watch a little film. And that, That's what it is for me, just having that good cheat meal after the I'm game. I'm so
1: glad you brought that up because I have so many bad food-related questions that I want to ask. However, you wouldn't get any bad food if you came to Mother's North here in Timonium. Uh, (laughs) See how I did that. See how you did that. that.
9: Quick shout out.
1: Real quick. uh, We have a new sponsor of the show. I want to welcome Window Depot Baltimore to the Tyus Bowser Show. We love Window Depot. That's my boy, Ben. He's the best. I love this guy so much. His wife, Melissa, came out. I love them. They're wonderful. I got uh, very drunk at their wedding and there are pictures of me with a half shirt, it's a whole situation. The moral of the story is that Window Depot Baltimore is providing the highest quality Provia windows, doors and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable, call them today for a free in-home consultation, 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. Find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Thank you, Window Depot, for being a part of the show. All right. Today is National Fast Food Day. Were you aware of that, Tyus Bowser? I am not aware of that. Today is National Fast Food Day. So I want you to craft for me. It's your final meal. Last meal of your life. I'm so last sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You <yeah>. went skydiving. <laughs> something terrible's happened. Like it's the last no, meal I, of your life. No. It has to be made completely out of fast food. Now you can pick and choose. Yeah. You can get something from one place, another thing from another place, yeah. a drink from another. You can put together however you want to put it together, but entire final meal of fast food. Since Chuck said you got to have a cheap meal, right, yeah, after after you play a football game, this is your last meal. It's got to be entirely fi- fast food. You want me to start? You want me to give you an yeah, example? Yeah. Okay, I'll buy you time. My final meal would be a spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, huh? in double, double and double-double, animal-style, and animal-style fries.
8: Uh, no. Ew, you like those fries? I
1: do, I do.
8: Hmm.
1: And a Chick-fil-A sweet tea. That's my combo. It's my final meal. Who cares, right? Yeah, yeah, like, you're right, you're right. I'm going out right. swinging in these.
4: Mix it 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 <laughs> how you I mean, it it that's how you the work. last one you're gonna make. So
1: give me put together your fast food final meal, the final meal of your life. Where's it all coming from?
4: All right. So like you started, I'm gonna get a regular chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. You mean? I'm gonna give me a large pepperoni pizza from Pizza Hut. Okay. I'm gonna give me a 10 piece combo boneless
5: Old Bay. Oh, 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 oh Yeah. Y'all oh. heard the Old Bay, huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
4: The Old Bay and the Louisiana Rub from Wingstop. Okay. And.
1: They're doing thighs now. I saw yeah, the commercial. It's, just been, it's, been, it's been in my I head. Can't for do them
4: thighs. And then I am going to do. I'm going to do a meatloaf with mac and Damn. cheese and green beans fast food. from Carolina's Kitchen.
8: Oh my it's like three God. meals. What to fast food? It's like three meals. I feel like you kind of cheated there. Chuck, how I'm, would
9: that work? Could this, that be I'm your cheat? This is my own. It's yeah, yeah, nah, his last meal. Yeah, no, this is my last meal. <laughs> I don't care where it's from. Get know I'm going to get it.
4: Right.
9: Chuck, would that work for a cheat meal after a football game? Or? I mean, he did it right there. But, you know, I, I keep it a little more simple. You know, I... If I had to do that, you know, I'm going to the Waffle House. I'm going to get me a little (laughs) All-Star. Yeah, (laughs) for real. That's it? Uh, Get an All-Star at the Waffle House, scramble the eggs with cheese, let me get some bacon. I need a waffle on the side, hash browns, toast.
1: Wait, Are we is this? A, are you revealing a part of your like when you have your cheap meal? Do you no, do no, breakfast?
9: No, 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 no. Okay, all right. See, all right. I would go to Waffle House, but it's too far here in Maryland. Yeah, it's, 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 way, out there. it's way out there, no doubt. Man. But uh, so I do that, go to Chick fil A, like y'all said, but I gotta get a uh, peppermint chocolate chip milkshake, you know, okay. the, season, the seasonal joint. Um, <laughs> what else? Let me go to Five Guys. Gotta get a double uh, bacon cheeseburger. So that's that's always my cheat meal for real. Cause that's, is it really? That's really what's open around here in uh, Maryland. I got to the game and whatnot. I'm always in there. So I gotta be that. That's that's a, that's a pretty good one. I think the, that. The All Star was pretty solid. <laughs> is pretty solid. <laughs> is. Rita, what's your play? Your...
8: I'm gonna do all local stops. So I am going to have some oxtails from St. Mary's. I am going. Is that fast food though, Come Yes, Rita? it is. Because it's carry
9: out. Yes. It is. Oh, I think that's don't cheating. No, that count, that count. And
1: All then I'm right.
8: going to have a chicken cheese steak from Maria D's. I mean,
1: I, now that I can get down with. I can get down with that. I still, I think you're cheating though. I still think you're cheating. It's I don't think that's fast food. It is. It's not fast food, right? Am I Tyus ain't getting in the but middle of it. He ain't
8: getting them. Get the
4: I'm, I'm going to get with you Who's after because I need you to just write I got them you. down. I my go check them. Spots. I got
8: you. I So, those, those to... are going to be my, my go to. I mean, like, if I had to do, if, all right, if you're taking away the oxtails, I'm going to do something ratchet, like go to Chipotle or something. All right. All right. That's okay. Uh, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Chipotle ain't what it used to be. It, not, it, it, it used to be fine. Mexican dining, and now it's just like McDonald's on the go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you get, uh, you get a couple of days after this last game. The entire league is crazy right now. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen game in and game out. Do you watch any of it? Does any of it make you say like, man, I don't feel so bad about what happened Thursday <laughs> night.
4: I don't really watch, you know, many football games besides, you know, my guys that I know that play on, you know different teams but uh, i normally what is it like nfl red zone yeah where, you know you check out the highlights all that stuff so i look at that or espn and i mean for instance the uh, buccaneers game against washington um who was that that lost well, the rams lost last night yeah, yeah the rams right. and was the browns or well, the, well, the browns, got, the browns the patriots. got yeah the browns yeah. and patriots. patriots i was looking yeah. at that i was like Man, what's going on here it's crazy no for real so i mean like you said with the nfl man it's it's so much going on right now so many surprising wins so many surprising losses and right now i feel like it's up in the air in my opinion i feel like it's up in the air as far as competition and just really what goes on each and every week and you just never know what what's going to happen or what the playoff picture is going to look like moving forward so
9: chuck you watch football at all or are you like get me away if uh, i'm not playing yeah, I watch a little bit, but I don't like to watch whole games. Kind of like how he just said, I see some highlights or a quarter, and then I'm done with it for real. Because we watching film day in and day out, <laughs> all day, studying our opponent, then we play, and it's like, all right, got to get a little break from it, you know? So I watch it a little bit, but nothing like that. Like the no.
1: I, get I yeah. wouldn't want to watch somebody doing radio, for what it's worth. I'd be like, this is boring, man. What am I doing? <laughs> like,
4: right.
8: Right. Speaking be- of film, right, Let's. when you guys have a game and you go in and review film is it mondays you guys review film you review film on mondays okay so when when you if you had a play tuesdays okay so when you guys go in on your film day and and look over the game that you know you played and you see what you did and maybe you did something you didn't like to do or you shouldn't have done how how does that work do y'all get do y'all make jokes in there do y'all laugh it off do you does it get a little personal in there
4: I think it depends on whether we won or lost. Definitely. I think that's the first thing because, I mean, you can make a mistake out there and it could be like, oh, you know, it's whatever, you know, we won the game, we blew them out or whatever, but you lose, you lose the team. You're not supposed to lose two. Now it's like one,
8: So, so one. it's funny when you win, but it ain't funny yeah. when you lose. John. Yeah, maybe yeah. when
9: you win, you can laugh about it, but if you lost, the air thick in the room, you know? Coaches, players, don't nobody want to say too much. Yeah.
1: You Man. guys haven't seen Coach 30 on on Twitter or Instagram, have you? No. There's no. a dude who played football <laughs> and he, he kills it. Like, he's just doing film sessions with everybody. I'll show it to
4: you. It's, First it's, of all, how do they begin that film anyway? What's that? How do they begin the film and stuff from it's, the it's game? It's not. It's
8: not real. Like, he's yeah, like, just some film he got He's from just TV. taking some highlights. He just recorded Yeah, like, oh. he just recorded some camp, highlights. Right?
4: It's
9: funny.
4: I'll be like with other people on Twitter and stuff. They be having like actual film that we watch like. On the, iPads the NFL makes that available. Well, you can buy all
8: yeah. twenty-two. Yeah. You can buy all they twenty-two. To make that film. available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. It's excited. why. But
4: here's the problem. It means
1: everybody thinks they know what they're talking yeah, about. That's, that's, right. Right. that's the real Who issue. Who right. like, I've
4: where's never a... heard of you. Do you
9: play? Like,
4: yeah, right. Where's right. your highlights? You know. <laughs>
9: that's,
4: like that's I watch the all twenty-two, so
1: I
9: can tell you exactly <laughs> what happened. Like, bro, you're a plumber.
1: Like, hey, so, so, this is like the
9: iPad view, y'all saying? Like, really, like the iPad.
8: Yeah. You can buy. You can buy that. The NFL all The end zone.
4: Yep. Yeah, right? you, can see, it, you know. can see all of it. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy.
8: crazy. They rewind it and, and talk yeah. over it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's real deep now.
1: Hey, Tyus, before we get to break, I wanted to uh, take a second. I didn't know something about you. I didn't know that your father was in the military. Yeah. And this past week was Veterans Day. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your dad and his service and, and why Veterans Day maybe means a little bit more
4: to you? Yeah, he was in the Navy. Um, he actually just retired, probably. Um, almost a month ago. He's been in there for 25 plus years. So, I mean, he started when I was a baby and, you know, he's helped me, you know, with college funds, all of that, you know, veterans, um, just really just helped me out, you know, any type of way with what he's been able to do. So, I mean, he's always been supportive of me. And it's tough, you know, with him being a Navy, he's always out. But, you know, the few times that he is around, he comes to see me. He's always checking on me. So, I mean, you know, salute to him. You know, I love him. I appreciate what he's been able to do for this country. And, uh, yeah, man, I just love him.
1: Major salute. Major salute to
4: your dad.
1: Yeah, give it that for (laughs) ten. Did you ever think that was going to be the path for you?
4: No. Okay. No, no, no. All
1: right. That was simple.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to keep that one just as simple No.
1: That's awesome. All right, make some noise for Tyus Bowser and Chuck Clark, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I want to thank Freedom Car for getting Tyus here. Freedom Car, providing high-trust chauffeur transportation all that fully vaccinated. See them at freedomcar.net. All right, that's segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show. Apologies, apparently. Had a couple technological hiccups in there, but uh, some great stuff from Tyus Bowser, who said, nope, never thought that was going to be the path he was going to follow his dad into the Navy. I mean... Considering the path he was on, I think that makes a lot of sense. But uh, great stuff with them. And, again, we will be out at Alonzo's next Tuesday night for the next Tyus Bowser Show, Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. That's where we're going to be. The NFL Chick joining us courtesy of my bookie, Tyus, his special guest, all brought to you by PressBox and Great Eights Memorabilia, as well as Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy'sGarageMD.com and by Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com. Joe Flacco is going to start for the New York Jets this Sunday. He's back, baby. It's the moment we've been waiting for. He's back. Uh, there was a tweet going around a little bit this weekend uh, that the Jets might have the most handsome quarterback room in the NFL. I um, I was not aware that uh, maybe Zach Wilson, fairly good-looking chap. I, I hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about it. Mike White, decent-looking fella, and Joe Flacco, of course, who's turned into the most handsome man on the face of the planet over out the years. Out of nowhere. Yes, one of the most surprising things that's ever occurred in the history of humanity.
0: He was voted best-looking quarterback in the NFL a few years ago. He was voted the
1: best-looking player in the
0: NFL. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and he is.
1: I mean, he's really good-looking. Like, he's a really good-looking dude. I'm trying to find out. Zach Wilson kind
0: of, kind of looks a little bit like Ryan Mountcastle, in my opinion.
1: I've never, you know, I've, I've never, I, I, I had not, I honestly could not have told you, I just didn't think about what Zach Wilson looked like because, you know, there was never a thought that he was coming to Baltimore. On
0: draft day, he looked like he was about 16 years old. It looked like he was getting ready for homecoming. Mm, I'm
1: hard-pressed to think that it's the most handsome room in the the, in, in the NFL if he looks like he's a, a child. Like, it doesn't,
0: it doesn't work so well. Here. I just remember him standing in front of a mirror with a suit on draft day and it looked like he was getting ready for homecoming.
1: Uh, hang on a second. Let me pull up the. Uh, I saw uh, this is the tweet. This is the one that I saw floating around over the course of the weekend about the uh, the the collective handsomeness of the Jets quarterbacks. So there's one, right? Then then that guy.
0: You can see little Brian Ryan there. Eh? Josh Johnson's a
1: pretty good looking dude. I didn't even know Josh Johnson. Like I had never thought about that. Josh Johnson's a decent looking fella. Yeah. And then, of course, Captain Handsome there. himself. <laughs>
0: Captain Handsome, there he when is. I got a damn million
1: dollars, old Joe Flacco. It's a decent little uh, looking little uh, quarterback room they got going on. And you're right, he is he is boyish, but but good looking still. Like he's mm. he's good looking, just boyish good looks. Boyish, boyish good looks in that way uh mike white the good looking fella too it's a it's a very handsome quarterback room that they have going but on in there. they may lose but they'll look pretty yeah, it doesn't, pretty doesn't doing it. right it doesn't help them in any way obviously it's not going to behoove them in trying to win football games but they've got that going for maybe, them
0: maybe their good looks distracts the defensive perhaps line. it does you of know? course
1: you know why the yankees always win Everybody's staring at the pinstripes.
0: It's, it's apparent. If you
1: ever watch Catch Me If You Can, you know that to be true. And if you haven't, then. I have. I just don't recall. Well, it's the I, greatest I, motion picture of all time. It's a, it's it's a the fantastic single, movie. It's the single greatest motion picture of all time. Point, it's
0: point break, man. <laughs> I can't even say it <laughs> with a straight face.
1: <laughs> Come back in, get a tidbit, get two bit, or wrap it up. It's Glenn Glock Radio
0: receive a free Chick-fil-A
1: chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate the Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 20th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash Toy Drive.
4: What's up everybody? This is Ty's Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Ty's Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the you can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on PressBox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show.
1: The next Tyus Bowser Show is this Tuesday night, November 23rd at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. It's brought to you by Window Depot Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy'sGarageMD.com as well as PressBox and Grade 8's Memorabilia and the NFL Chick Sarita Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie. That first The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. every thursday 11 30 a.m the toyota tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines you can choose the perfect toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new tacomas from your local toyota dealer today if you miss anything, don't forget that you can
7: find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
1: All right, back in here on GCR as we wind down for a Wednesday edition of the program. i got to finish this, and I'm not going to sit on because I sit on too many of them, think that we'll get them to the next day, and, and I never do. So we're not going to do it again. We're going to play Finish This right now. Finish This brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full, full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop Service Center. Ask for mobile one. All right, it's a complicated one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a little help on a few. They're all, right? all complicated. Eh, they're not all complicated. Uh blank. Person's name. The first two words. The first two are blanks, but they're a person's actual name. I'm just not gonna tell you who it is because it's more fun that way. All right. Says blank, three words. One thought, three words. All right? So it's the same, all one single thought, but it's three words. It's one thing described with three words. Helped him blank 100 blanks. So blank person says blank, three words, helped him blank 100 blanks and taught him that blank is blank. Comes to me from mediaite. dot com. Yeah. All
0: right. So blank is a person's name. Says yes. that one thought, three words. Blank, blank, blank helped him blank one hundred blanks, and, and taught, taught him, him, him that blank is blank.
1: Yes. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Gosh. The, the, Again, the, don't
1: don't overthink it. Just just start feeling your way through, and maybe you'll accidentally run into something that's correct. All right. Hmm. Don't again. Don't overthink it. Just start. Just start naming things.
0: So the, Jesus the, says, "Lord and what? Savior helped him." R-
1: remember, it's two. The t- first one is two words. It's person's oh, it's name. Two words. Two oh. words. Person's full name. Not full name. It's not a middle name, but first and last name. Person.
0: Jesus Christ says, okay. "Lord and Savior helped him." Was that his
1: given name? By the way, was that like at, at birth when they went and registered? Did they register him as Jesus Christ?
0: Well, what was um. What was Mary and Joseph's last night? I
1: don't know. Nobody, I've, I've never heard that maybe, over the years. Maybe, we got to get to the bottom of this. Maybe they
0: were Mary and Joseph Christ. I.
1: You know, it's totally possible. Man, yeah. that would explain a lot of things.
0: So Jesus Christ says, Lord and Savior helped him save 100 souls and taught him that sharing is caring. You're, you're,
1: you're, again, you're trying to... You're, that, that, that wouldn't be... That wouldn't even register. <laughs> you're trying to make it all make sense. You're trying so, too hard to make it all make sense. That was
0: the first time I've had a complete thought.
1: I understand, they- but I keep trying to tell you, you you try too okay. hard in that capacity. Normally, these are here because they don't make sense. So this
0: is really like legitimately just like ad-libs. They're
1: typically mad-libs, yes. Typically, the reason why these headlines is because they end up being mad-libs. Okay um that's why i just tell you just just throw some stuff out there
0: frank stallone says i love
1: frank stallone
0: frank stallone says frank
1: stallone his
0: car's back seat helped him drive a hundred llamas and taught him that nobody is everybody i love that
1: i love that that is a if that was ever a headline i promise you it would be a finish this on this show all right uh we've nine blanks to work with give me a number Four. Four. Alright. Uh Toad. Toad is the fourth blank. Blank blank says blank toad blank, helped him blank one hundred blanks, and taught him that blank is
0: blank. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It says princess toadstool. You're trying to make
1: it make sense. Stop trying to make it make sense.
0: It's got to make a little sense. You're trying to make it make sense. If it's sense. a headline, it's got to make Don't a little sense. Don't try to make it make sense. All right. Um, right. I'm sticking with Frank Stallone. I, it's fine. I'm just
1: telling you you're wrong because you already guessed that. You're wrong. Any okay. other any other person's name. Any other person.
0: Any, literally a never-ending
1: Gr- list of people Gr- you could go with.
0: Greg Smithson says Smithson. his... Toadstool helped him buy 100 napkins and taught him that life is good. Okay, uh, give me number one to eight five.
1: So now it's a different five. Obviously, this is now uh, uh, no, 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 one no, no. To four than four. No, I you, thought it was oh, number you just want to keep overall. finishing that? I'm not going to allow you to do that. You gave five first, that's okay, what you get. Fine, lose, lose. Blank Blank says Blank Toad Blank helped him lose 100 blanks and taught him that blank is blank.
0: Steve Clark says Licking Toad Backs helped him lose 100 pounds and taught him that anything is possible. Well, pounds
1: is correct. You got pounds. Lose 100 pounds. You got that part correct. Anything
0: is possible is not correct? Not correct. Damn, Kevin Garnett.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) Kevin Garnett says... Cooking toad legs helped him lose 100 pounds and taught him that everything is edible.
1: Everything is edible.
0: Everything is awesome. (laughs) Everything.
1: All right, uh, number one, two, six. Three. Three. Psychedelic. Psychedelic. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. John Arenado says psychedelic. I, 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 should, it's a famous person. Oh. I, like, it's a famous person. Okay. Then. If it was just some random
1: guy, I wouldn't have left you to get. It's okay. a famous person.
0: <laughs> um, Keanu Reeves. Okay. Says psychedelic toad dust helped him lose 100 pounds and taught him that exercise is stupid. I, you know,
1: I like where your head's at. Number one to five. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. Blank Blank says psychedelic toad blank helped him lose 100 pounds and taught him that blank is beautiful.
0: Jonathan Ogden says psychedelic toad turds helped him lose 100 pounds and taught him that... Life is beautiful. Nope. Uh, it's uh, toad venom.
1: I'll give you that one next. Toad venom. Okay. Uh huh.
0: It's got to be somebody who's like out there. Just come on, man. <laughs> Richard Simmons. Okay. Says psychedelic. Toad Have we venom- found
1: Richard Simmons yet? I thought he was kind of like that it was like a whole thing. Oh, is wasn't he missing?
0: It? I think he's legit. Like missing.
1: missing. Yeah, I think that so. Is-
0: that should be the tidbit that Richard Simmons is, is I, I, missing. I think
1: he's been missing for some time, if I remember correctly. I think there's been a like there was a whole family thing there where like
0: how if I They, not heard they this?
1: kidnapped him or something like that. I think Richard Simmons. Good lord. Is, uh, yeah, is Richard Simmons missing? I could have sworn I heard a story about that, but anyway, it's a different story. Let's deal with this one, then we'll deal with that one.
0: All right. Um. Ray Romano says psychedelic toad venom helped him lose 100 pounds and taught him that. Skinny is beautiful.
1: Uh, Death is beautiful. Now you're just guessing who it is. Now you're just guessing who it is. Death is beautiful. John Travolta. Not John Travolta. The first first letter of the first name is, is M. M. M.
0: Miles Garrett.
1: The first letter of the last name is T. Miles Teller. A popular actor, but no, it's not Miles Teller. Someone who, honestly, once you hear their name, you're going to say, you know what, the rest of this actually kind of makes sense. Extraordinarily famous person. I mean, like, more famous than Miles Garrett or Miles Teller. Probably more famous than Miles Garrett and Miles Teller combined. Extraordinarily famous person. I mean, like, one of the maybe 100 most famous people on the planet, perhaps. What? Perhaps. Perhaps. I don't know. I I don't know how to define that, but it's arguable. And he lost 100 pounds. Psychedelic toad venom helped him lose 100 pounds and taught him that death is beautiful.
0: (sighs) Mm M.T.
1: Apparently Richard Simmons might not have been missing. There was like a whole thing in 2017. It was a whole ordeal, but apparently he might not have been missing. He is simply willingly living his life outside the public eye, according to his longtime publicist.
0: Fair enough. Um, More famous.
1: I mean, significantly more famous. M.T.
0: Bank Stadium. I, I don't... How, I many
1: have... name, how many names start with M? Keep going, and we'll we'll stop you when you get to the right one. Mark.
0: Michael. Stop.
1: Stop. Stop. Not Michael.
0: Mike, Mark.
1: No. Not Michael, but... Mike. Mike. Tomlin. Dude. More famous than Mike Tomlin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike. <sighs> really? I <can't. laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm legitimately this is, this sorry. Is,
1: this is not a good showing. <laughs> this is really rough. I told
0: you, we talked about this in the past. This I terrible at these. So his name is Mike, and he's more famous than Mike. <laughs> oh. Dude, I have no idea. This is really bad. Yeah, you're going really to just have to. Mike T. Oh, no. I, I, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> this
1: one's going to rank up there. A man named Mike, the last name that starts with T, who's one of the most famous people on the planet. Was an athlete. Became quite more of a pop culture figure.
0: Oh, dude. You're just, you're just oh, clouding my brain. No. I, I,
1: oh, no. Just tell me, <sighs> just tell me, and then and then from, we can just... From media Former world champion heavyweight boxer Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson dropped 100 pounds, returned to the boxing ring, and has a new understanding of life and death, and he credits psychedelic toad venom for these positive developments. In an interview with the New York Post, Tyson described his experiences with the Sonoran Desert Toad, or... Bufo alvarius, an amphibian native to Mexico. The toad spends seven months of the year living underground, but when it's active, its venom can be smoked to produce a short psychoactive trip, according to the Post. And it's been getting renewed attention along with other psychedelic substances like LSD that have shown promise in treating depression, anxiety, and addiction. Tyson first tried the toad 4 years ago when he was 100 pounds overweight, abusing drugs and alcohol and feeling sluggish and unhappy. He told the post that he tried toad venom as a dare, figuring he was already doing heavy drugs like cocaine, so why not? <laughs> the
0: I, only,
1: I, the I, only I, thing crazier than that story
0: is me not getting is you
1: having Mike T and psychedelic toad venom and not figuring (laughs) out Mike Tyson.
0: I don't feel as bad as I thought I was going to feel because Mike Tyson, aside from that Roy Jones fight that wasn't last year, has not been relevant since The Hangover.
1: Oh, you're 100% wrong about that. Every time Mike Tyson sneezes, it's relevant. He's just that type of famous. Every time he sneezes it gets headlines anytime he does any interview anytime yeah, but how he moves, how how
0: often has he done anything lots of stuff he
1: did like a one man show on broadway that got everybody's attention he did there was like a, a whole cartoon about mike tyson that existed for years like there mike tyson is extraordinarily I, no
0: no you're you're not wrong he's extraordinarily famous i am not denying that but I'm gonna give myself a little bit of a pass here because I don't uh, feel like that, I feel like that, a lot of people that makes one that, Mike makes one that makes one
1: person who's giving you a pass.
0: That
1: I, was wrong. I
0: told bro. you I'm bad at that these. You said you can't be bad at these. I said no. Well, the, I no am. that
1: that in particular that's different than I want you to get everything else wrong. The point is for it to be wrong. That one, that one was rough. That one was a rough one. I was like, I was
0: thinking Mike Tarico. Like, I would definitely think Mike, I would more think
1: famous Mike, than Mike Tarico. No, definitely I, more famous. Mike Tarico
0: called Monday Night Football. I love for Mike Tarico.
1: Don't get me wrong. You can't compare Mike Tarico to Mike Tyson, who might be one of the most 100. I'm not kidding. I don't know that there are 100 people on the planet more famous than Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson walks into a room. Anywhere on the planet, people know who he is. Because
0: he's got a big freaking tattoo on the Not the only the
1: reason, but yes, it also has something to do with it. Mike Tarico does not.
0: If you had said this man has a giant tattoo on his face, I, I, I would have gotten there I might have gotten
1: there eventually. I didn't think
0: I needed to go that deep. I thought that we would get it. Uh, Mike Tariq, or Mike this, Tariq, this, Mike Tyson. This isn't like Temple of the Dog. Oh, in my opinion. Oh,
1: oh. It wasn't good, bro. It wasn't good. It was a
0: That one was a rough four one. Four and a half weeks in, we've already got oh, memorable moments. was a moments. rough
1: one. All right. Uh, tidbit is brought to you today by uh, Window Nation. Final opportunity for you to take advantage of their best sale ever. Two free windows for every two you buy. Four for every four, six for every six, eight for every eight, and so on and so forth. But this is it. This is your last chance in two weeks. It's gone forever, that offer. So take advantage of it now. 866-90Nation or windonation.com. Don't forget, no payments for two full years ever. Last chance. Take advantage of that great offer from WindowNation.
0: All right. Part one of the ten-part Tom Brady docu series, "Men in the, in the Arena," premiered yesterday on ESPN Plus. We all know the accolades when it comes to Tom Brady—most passing yards, touchdowns, and Super Bowls in NFL history. But did you know that with a career record of two hundred and thirty-six and seventy-two? Brady has more career wins, if you can count that stat for quarterback, mm-hmm. than the Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans, Carolina ba- Panthers, and Jacksonville Jaguars fran- franchises. Wow. Jesus. And just 48 less wins than his own current franchise, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have been around a minimum of 19 years longer than those other four franchises. Ooh. That is a, it's a rough
1: look for them. Yeah. I mean, it's a rough look for them.
0: Trivia now. Tom Brady also has 30 playoff victories, more than all but four NFL franchises. Which franchises have more than 30 playoff victories? The Pittsburgh Steelers. They are tied for first with 35.
1: The San Francisco 49ers. They are
0: fourth with 31.
1: The Dallas Cowboys.
0: They are tied for first with 35. And
1: the the Green Bay Packers.
0: Damn, four for four. I mean they're, they're, they're come on.
1: I mean like this naming the most uh, successful you know, it's this one wasn't as hard as some of them are.
0: Well, this you you deserved an easy one after the last couple. Yeah. I, you could have
1: given me <laughs> name a famous person. <laughs> name a famous person. Mike T.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: finish finish the sentence. Law and order. I think I would have gotten tea. It. ice tea. Ice tea, right? It's very close, very close. All right, very good, thank you. Uh, good tip. Tubular brought to you today by Underdog Fantasy Football. Uh, of course, you use the code Pressbox. They will match you up to $100 when you deposit, make your first deposit. Use the code Pressbox, UnderdogFantasy.com, or download the Underdog app. Um, and look, it, it, we're all bitter about it. I think a lot of people still were confused. Uh, there were some comments made by the director of the Maryland Lottery yesterday. I've been trying to tell you for some time. It's going to be a very long time. Even if the state finally gets their S together to allow you to bet at all, it's still going to be a while before you're going to be able to do it on your phone. It's only going to be brick and mortar to start off, whenever it happens, which is annoying, but it's only going to be brick and mortar for a while. The betting thing could not be moving at a slower pace. It's impossible. In the meantime, on your phone, you can use underdog fantasy football and feel like you're betting because you can do player props, you can do parlays, all that stuff with underdog fantasy football, Again, use the code PRESSBOX when you make your first deposit, and we will match up to $100 with underdog fantasy football. Here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular. As I mentioned earlier, Maryland in action. They're taking on George Mason down in College Park. The game is on Big Ten Network at 7 o'clock. Uh, Coppin Loyola, nice cool local matchup, trying to get the Battle of Baltimore happening again. We we're talking about that with the various coaches. Um, So I love the uh, Crosstown matchups. Loyola is at Coppin tonight at 7. If you can't make it out, coppin.edu slash watch. UMES hosts Hood College at 7 as well, easternshorehawks.com. Some more Gavit Games matchups tonight on FS1, Michigan State and Butler at 7, St. John's and Indiana at 9. A couple of good games on CBS Sports Network, or good-ish games. Boston College, Rhode Island at 6, NC State, Oklahoma State at 8. Uh, college football this evening, some action. Northern Illinois and Buffalo at seven on ESPN. Two Central Michigan and Ball State at seven on ESPN. U. Wizards and Hornets seven o'clock on NBC Sports. Washington Capitals, Kings ten thirty. ESPN's got Lakers, Bucks seven thirty. Mavericks, Suns at ten. TNT for Blackhawks and Kraken at ten o'clock uh preceded by AEW Dynamite at 8. Tennis Channel coverage of the ATP ATP and WTA finals earlier today Novak Djokovic or so. Yeah, Novak Djokovic was an easy win over Casper Ruud. And the MLB Network tonight at 6 for the Cy Young Award announcement. Who's winning the Cy Youngs? Who's uh who's going to who am I missing who's winning the Cy Youngs uh, this year?
0: You know, honestly, I didn't see the finalists. And I should have, but I didn't. My guess Way to go. is going to be Robbie Ray. In the American League and in the National League, probably Max Scherzer. All right. All right. I'm well, assuming they're finalists. They have to be.
1: Well I, uh Robbie Ray, Garrett Cole, and Lance Lynn I are the finalists that. in I the American
0: League. It's gonna be Robbie. In Ray.
1: the National League, it's Corbin Burns as well as Scherzer and Zach Wheeler that are. I the think finalists. what
0: Scherzer did down the stretch with the Dodgers, yep. I think he's the Young. All right, very good. It's night at six. Some non sports highlights. Um some of your favorites, the Goldbergs at 8, the Wonder Years at 8.30, the Connors at 9, and Home Economics watch at Wonder 9.30. Years. I the Wonder Years. need to do that. I really need to do that. All that's on ABC. Also on ABC, tonight, Jimmy Kimmel Live featuring Michael Keaton, John Wilson, the musical guest of The War on Drugs. That's at 11.35. Uh, on CBS, CSI Vegas at 10, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert featuring Adam Driver and America Ferrera at 11.35. NBC, The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon, featuring Lin-Manuel Miranda, Roman Reigns, and musical guests Big Boy and Sleepy Brown. And then on Netflix, I Glenn's... Mean,
1: wait, Big Boy and Sleepy Brown, I'm all in. I am. It's not *Outcast*, but it's... That's a pretty good combo, man. I'm all for it. Well, I heard there was a rumor that Big Boy and Sleepy Brown were going to do a uh, record together. I like, I like that a great deal. Well,
0: they are on uh, yeah, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I don't tonight. like that. Hey, but I, I like them. And then something you really love that I know you're going to go home, make some popcorn, and watch on Netflix premiering today is Tiger King Two.
1: No, thank you. No. Oh, thank you're going to watch it? No, I'm really not. I I Unless somebody tells. Like, unless somebody tells me it's way better than I could possibly imagine it being, I will pay there's just it's done. It's over. It's over. I
0: don't know how you can make a second season. Jeremy
1: and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's over. Like right. you, you did everything you could do. It's explosive. It's crazy. Not the, the shock factor is gone. I you don't actually like any of the people that are involved. There's no one that's no that's no. likable, except like the you know, the, the person that lost their arm. Like there's no one that's likable here. You don't want well for any of them. There's just nothing left. You did it. It's over. It's over. Everybody seems pissed. Like it's just it's it's over, man. This is pointless. But it was right for you to include it. Obviously, it's 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 everybody knows what it is. All right. Uh, Tubular was also brought to you today by your local Chick-fil-A, your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. We need you to get out this Saturday and help them stuff the truck. Support Toys for Tots this Saturday, November 20th. Donate a new toy at any of their 13 Stuff the Truck locations and receive a free chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you. For more information, visit pressboxonline.com slash toy drive. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks to Brian Billick. Uh, If you missed any of that or uh, the Tyus Bowser Show with Chuck Clark, we'll get it up in the Greatest Hits section of the tab at glenclarkradio.com. Uh, coming up tomorrow. Jim Nance is gonna join us. We'll of course have KZ for the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. Segment two, we I believe will be tomorrow. It'll either be tomorrow or Friday of the Tyus Bowser show with Chuck Clark and um, picks and stuff and things uh, coming up on the program tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery. Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, Baltimore Area Chick fil A Restaurants, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com, and my bookie. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Again, I will have details coming later today about uh, our raffle that we're doing to raise money for Helping Up Mission, these great prizes that you can get from Grade Eight's memorabilia. Those details will be up momentarily. We'd appreciate you chipping in and helping out. Uh, Go Maryland, go Loyola or Coppin. Duke sucks, Ohio State sucks too.